From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour, and in the proper priorities, uh, I have two co-lead stories that I would like to begin the program with. The first is the passing of Ken Starr. Uh, This is a gentleman that I covered for so many years, and never did I ever think I would ever have the opportunity to get to know him. And to not overstate the case, we did actually become friends. I wish I could say good friends, but that's just a matter of that would have taken more time. But because of my fill-in work with Fox News Radio nationally, I had the opportunity over the past five years to get to know Ken Starr. Uh, I have every – and, you know, I think I've told you this before. I don't ever delete – anyone out of my phone when they pass. I have every phone number for him imaginable. When he was the president of the university, uh, his private office, private staff, his home number, cell phone number. I mean, every number you can imagine. And he was extremely kind and generous to me. He was a great man. He was, of course, savaged by the Democrat media because they disgustingly took the side. Of course, they'll take the side of a Democrat scoundrel over a good man any day those are the rules and that's how the game was played and they they messed ken star up i mean big time savaged him hounded him uh just what's the word stalked him everywhere he went and they just lied and misrepresented and half truth all because it was so important Think about it. I don't know what would have happened in this era, but they actually, the media trashed women who had claims that in some cases that they were basically beat up by Bill Clinton. We've interviewed some of them on air. They got savaged. National Organization for Women, they didn't back up the women, other women's organizations, the media, you name it. Because keeping Bill Clinton was mission one, no matter what. And Ken Starr, all the man did was do his job and they trashed him and did everything they could to try to ruin his reputation. So he passed away yesterday at age 76. And what I was told was this was pretty much later in some of the media reports, but I was told by a friend that he died following complications from surgery. No one expected that he was going to die. And it's just so sad. It happens sometimes. I'm sure you know of examples too, people that have just gone in to surgery and you think everything is going to be okay. And things just don't go well. They go sideways. Sometimes it happens during the surgery itself. Sometimes it happens right after So we begin the morning with definite condolences to the family of Ken Starr, a perfect gentleman, so professional. I remember one time I messed up 
and it, I, I felt terrible. I messed up. There was an hour's difference, and I knew better. And I messed up the time of our appointment, and I hate doing that. And it probably happens to me. Hasn't happened lately. I probably just jinxed myself. I can't remember the last time it's happened. But over the years, I would say on average, once every year, once every two years, if you average it out, uh, I just totally blow it. Either don't write in my appointment book uh, or mess up the time. So I messed up the time with Ken Starr, and he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then he texted me. He said, what happened? And I was doing uh, the show live. I said, oh, my gosh, I was getting ready to call you. And it would have been actually the New York team. Uh, I said, I just realized I messed up our time difference. And then we were completely booked for the remainder of the program, and I just had to apologize and uh, – he was very professional. I will tell you this. He was very professional about it, but he didn't like it. But he was very kind, uh, and we, I, I couldn't leave it at text messaging, so I called him, and I apologized during a break. And just such a gentleman. And that was all part of – he was extremely precise so he knew that phone was supposed to be ringing, and it wasn't because I was an hour off. Really good guy. I guess I wound up interviewing him about, in the past five years, 20 times, something like that. And we probably have had another several dozen conversations off the air. So there was no way I was going to begin with anything other than that. If it wasn't for the passing of Ken Starr, then I would begin, would have begun the program with this. And, and I have to tell you, yesterday was surreal for me, one part of the day, because I am watching every single indice, every single market, everything Chuck talked about, by the way, the two-year Treasury um, has a higher yield right now than a 10-year. So that's inverted. It wasn't. I mean, the day went bananas. You had the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1,276 points. Every single stock in the average down. Every component. Ditto for the NASDAQ. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a bloodbath. Simultaneous to this, we've got this terrible news about the consumer price index. And if you look at core inflation, it's even worse than if you look at the index that includes food and energy and things. So that's a big scam, too. They take that out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand how you take out some of your highest expenses and you just pretend like they don't exist, and you report that number. But even that number, the core index, when they take out, cherry-pick what they want to take out, that is in bad shape right now, even worse than the other, which is now at 8 point, what did we say yesterday with Chuck Malamut, 8.3? Just awful. And Kirk Conover mentioned it yesterday, if... We reported, this is important to know, if we reported 
They changed the methodology. If we reported the way that we did in the 70s, this is like Jimmy Carter. I'm telling you, it's just like it. Energy very high, everything very high. This is even worse. Now, we don't have an oil embargo, but we have very high energy costs and a broken supply chain, which is sort of kind of fixing, you know, getting better. But in real time, I want to share this with you after the break. In real time, while everything that I just said and more was going south, going wrong, Joe Biden in his aviator sunglasses was having a grand celebration with, I don't even know, 50 some feet high banners and pillar uh, accents and columns and I mean, unbelievable. And we'll paint this this awful mosaic even more when we come back in just a little bit. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. Let me tell you what's happening as the morning goes on. Wide Open Forum begins in about 45 minutes. Hope that you will be here. My gosh, you, you must have something to say about everything that's going on. Uh, Jim Malamut, Green Tree Mortgage at 8. I saw something terrible yesterday. We have the lowest number of mortgage applications since 1979. Is this all ringing a bell, ladies and gentlemen? While the, de- while the Democrat media tries to tell you all about Trump and this, this Trump associate has his cell phone taken and, uh, and, and this Trump person, I mean, while they're trying this crap, just Russia collusion all over again, this is what they're not covering, what really is going on in our country, because they desperately want you to not even think about what really matters and get on board with their alternative universe so that they can do everything possible to keep the awful people who did this to us. I can't say this enough. If we didn't make this, we didn't do it, but if this country, we didn't make this course correction in 2020, none none of this would be going on right now. No doubt in my mind, they've done every single thing you can do wrong. The latest thing that Biden wants to do, he doesn't want to put the terrorists of 9-11 to death. This guy is wrong about everything, and he is dangerously wrong. We'll be back. Don't go away. 17 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Here's our Fox News commentary, which has been of late consistently every single day. Tommy Laren. Fox News commentary. Brian Stelter has found a new gig and it may be worse for our country than the last one. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out next. The dollar is in grave danger as Russia and China recruit more nations into their anti-dollar alliance known as BRICS. If this continues, how much longer until the dollar is worthless? Stephen K. Bannon here. I urge you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with a gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With inflation continuing to explode, it's critical you take action today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. 
Last month, Brian Stelter's deceptively titled Reliable Sources show was canceled by CNN, and Brian also left the network to pursue other endeavors. The wait is over. This week, Harvard announced Mr. Stelter will be the fall 2022 Walter Shorenstein Media and Democracy Fellow. If you're wondering what that entails, it supposedly means he will be educating Ivy League students on threats to democracy and the state of the news media. Apparently, this means 60-minute lectures where he will preach to students about the importance of facts, journalism, and truth. <laughs> you're kidding, right? Basically, he will be bringing CNN to campus. I would fear this kind of liberal indoctrination seminar would poison the minds of Harvard students, but let's be real. They attend Harvard, so the damage has already likely been done. Good luck on your next endeavor, Brian. At least this time you'll have a captive audience that can't shut off the TV or change the channel. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So it's the 3 o'clock hour yesterday. And if you're just waking up, I'm Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome to the program. We're going to give you an opportunity to play all during the 7 o'clock hour, although I might need the last segment uh, to do something very, very special. And it's really, in real time, one of those occasions where it's time sensitive. It's the last time that I could ever do what I would like to do in the final segment at 7. And we're booked 8 and 9 o'clock hour with Jim Malamut. And with John Walters, all about reverse mortgages in the nine o'clock hour. So it's literally the last moment that I will have to do it. So it's three o'clock yesterday and I'm minding my own business. Busy day as usual, going well. Everything's great, except all these things are falling apart. Uh, amazing, isn't it? In real time, we're with Chuck Malamud in studio. Happened so many times over the years with Chuck and I. Uh, and this the whole thing goes south. Honestly, I didn't expect this because gas prices had come down and I really didn't expect the news that we got yesterday. I'm not shocked by it because I, as a layperson, I keep questioning the number because I don't understand it. If I go to, to my notes that I keep in my H phone, I, I created a um, uh, sort of a graphic on this. Hope I can find it. God, I have so much stuff in this phone. It's just impossible. Okay. Poultry is up 16%. Eggs are up 40%. Bakery products are up 16%. Flour is up 23.3%. I could just keep going and going and going. Nothing's only up by like 8%. I don't even know where this number comes from, except I believe they're crooks and they're so dishonest that they lie to us. Uh, and it's worse than they're, than they're saying. So it's the three o'clock hour. What I would expect would be the president should come on and calm the nation and say, you know, don't don't worry about any one day. We're going to be fine. Uh, we, we know this inflation is a problem. The Fed is addressing it independently. We're going to do what we need to do. I mean, that's what your American president should be doing. What is this jackass? This incoherent jackass in aviator sunglasses? What's he doing? He's having a hoot nanny. I mean, I mean, I'm talking 50 foot high banners hanging down from the big columns at the White House. A huge party set up and he's celebrating his fantastic accomplishments. It is a level of just disconnection from reality. Now, I didn't watch that, that, that incompetent press secretary, 
But I'm sure she was saying how great they're doing. Remember, the border is secure. It's closed. They use the word closed. Even though we know four point some million, don't believe two million. It's like four point some million people, including all kinds of gotaways who we don't even know who the hell they are. Horrible people have gotten in, and this is exactly the way they want it. And then and then it's maddening. I'm telling you, I can't wait till they're gone. Because everything they're doing, they tell us the opposite. They want to make you like you you are in some kind of crazy movie. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, and you know you're not crazy, but they're locking you up like you are. And then, of course, if you're not crazy and you get locked up in some institution, you start acting crazy, and then you, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Next thing you know, you're getting injected with some kind of uh, sedative. I'm not crazy. They're, they're crazy. I'm not crazy. I mean, everything they're doing, they then come back and tell us the opposite. So isn't it interesting how we had one of the worst days yesterday in 40 years in many, many different ways, not just the markets, all kinds of things, mortgage applications, as I mentioned, and some other things, just a terrible day. And this guy is simultaneously having a celebration. And you got that weird, um, who's that weirdo from New York? Uh, Schumer, the Senate majority leader. And I don't even know how you say that because there's no majority. It should be all set up differently. There's no majority. I love it. When, when Republicans were 50-50 and had a Republican vice president, they said, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's 50-50. We get equal number of people on committees. Democrats have a tie. We're in the majority. Shut up. It's 100 to nothing. It's not 50 uh, to 48 to 2 and, and we're in control. It's, it's we got 100. Are you sick of this yet? You better be. So this thing is going on and on and on. And Chuck Schumer is up there. Hey, is New York in the crowd? Yeah. I mean, no inspiration. No guy's a terrible speaker. Awful. Then then the aviator guy gets up. Somehow his jacket's on the ground. He's stepping on his jacket on the ground. Who knows how that happened? Weekend at Bernie's. The jacket is just removed somehow. And it's on the ground. It's not just off. It's just it's on the ground because that, that's where you put your suit jacket on, on the grass, on the ground to, to step on. Hey, what's this? Oh, it's my jacket. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So we where we are where we are because of Joe Biden's failed policies. Simultaneously, he's having a fake self-congratulatory celebration on the same day that all this bad news is happening. Celebrating the passage of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and of course, always taking the opportunity to be hyper-partisan, trashing Republicans. It's unbelievable how bad this guy is. The, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office has already confirmed, along with the Wharton Business School at the University of Pennsylvania, that this so-called Inflation Reduction Act does not reduce inflation. In fact, it increases inflation. You can't make this stuff up. And, of course, we had our aviator-wearing hero stepping on a suit jacket that somehow was on the ground. Welcome to Bizarro World. 
This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Yep, this is Harry Hurley, 30 minutes past the hour with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A petition has been formed. We've learned about it. You will now to address a longtime HVAC problem at one of the Atlantic City schools. We have all the details. More news about an Atlantic City pub that is closing after more than 30 years. Check that out. Many of you have watched, uh, read our first piece, and the Atlanta County prosecutors led an awesome Atlantic City bomb. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This is about as perfect of a forecast as you'll ever hear here in South Jersey, as our next chance of rain is really nowhere in sight. Lots of sunshine today with a high of 82. Clear tonight, rather comfortable with a low of 60. And then more sunshine with low humidity tomorrow and Friday. Highs either side of 80. And our sunny and dry weather will continue through the upcoming weekend. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. 35 minutes past the hour. All right, so a good friend of mine just texted me during the break. His name is Steve, and uh, obviously he's listening. And uh, good morning, Steve. He's a great Yankee fan as well, which just proves his good character. Uh, So he writes me, did I stay awake for Aaron Judge's 57th home run because the 56th happened earlier in the game. Uh, miraculously, I was still awake. I shouldn't have been, but I was still awake. Uh, and he's he went five games without a home run. Now he's hit two last night in Boston, and they win the game, which was great. His first home run tied the game at 3-3. Three to three. His second home run tied the game at 4-4. Four to four. There's something also about Aaron Judge. There, uh, George Steinbrenner used to call Dave Winfield Mr. May. In other words, he had great stats, but he thought he was a choker when it counted the most. Like Jeter, Aaron Judge, it's going to sound crazy, but if you look, Aaron Judge, although he's much taller and he, he's much bigger, and so therefore, and he hits... Uh, for power, Judge has the swing of Derek Jeter. He can go to right field uh, easily, does it quite a bit. And I knew that from the beginning when I watched Judge. He has the same type of swing as Derek Jeter. A little bit more uppercut uh, to make, obviously, to drive the ball uh, and hit home runs. So I I have a stalker uh, that um, no matter what I say, I guarantee if I went the other way, the stalker would go the other way. He's just a sick individual. And I tell you, I I know he's married and he has children. I I just, I I can't imagine the the torture that he must be to them. This is just a horrible, horrible individual uh, that, I guess they're stuck with them, but uh, I don't have to be. Anyhow, uh, I made this comment a week ago or so, and I've made it many times. I don't count the steroid era. I don't count it. Barry Bonds' home runs don't count to me. Uh, It's a shame because he had over 500 before uh, he became Popeye. 
uh, Sosa, Ditto, all, all of it. McGuire, I don't count it. Aaron Judge will be my recognized all-time home run leader if he hits 62. If he hits 61, he'll be tied. For me, Hank Aaron has the record at 714. I'll tell you who I'm pulling for, and I never thought it was possible because it just looked like he didn't have anything left in the tank. Albert Pujols, unless he hit one last night, he's got something like 18 home runs this season, and it's all, a lot of it, most of it's been very, very recently. He's at 697 with 20 games left. He's got a shot. He's got a reasonable shot at hitting 700. But I don't count. Hank Aaron has the all-time home run record for a career at 714. And Aaron Judge is going to have the single season home run record. And I'm actually going to spend some time. I'm going to write the commissioner of baseball. Uh, I, I Look, you see what they're doing. They're not letting people into the Hall of Fame. They're, they're counting the steroid error in certain metrics. Count it in the statistics. And, and Major League Baseball is culpable here. Because they celebrated the McGuire-Sosa thing. They knew. They knew these gigantic men. I mean, Sosa was a tiny little man. And McGuire was tall, but he was very thin. All of a sudden, they're Popeye. And Barry Bonds' head is growing and his feet are growing. I mean, come on. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to overthink this. So with, with all of that, and I, I, look, I don't call anybody out that I can't prove anything, but I've seen these players that all of a sudden, oh, my God, look at the size of this person. Then all of a sudden steroids are no-go, and they're tiny little people again. So come on. We have two eyes. We see. So I think, I think if we surveyed America and we educated America, hey, look, are you aware, like, this single-season record, uh, this is somebody that was clearly on performance-enhancing whatever and that that gave this individual a decided advantage? I think that I know. I, and I don't – one person – my father taught me this. One person with the truth is a majority. I don't ever care about positions that I take and if I have 50 – percent plus one vote so i have a majority i don't care a minority of this country and they weren't yet members of this country but a minority of the population formed the country the united states of america the majority of the country was either afraid or ignorant or didn't want it you know some people don't like change they didn't want it this was a minority of the populace that gave us the great. Aren't we lucky that the, that the minority beat the majority? They didn't care. They knew that what they were doing was right. On this topic, I know I'm right. I don't care what my stalker writes me, who's probably already written me now, uh, that the other records count. No, they don't count. They shouldn't count. I, I wouldn't have a problem with them being noted 
with an asterisk or whatever you'd want to do, some special uh, column saying these records did happen, but we do not officially recognize them, but they did occur. And I, I, I'm not saying take away a person's career statistics. You, you, when you call up Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and these people, show the home runs that they hit and everything, RBIs and, and the batting average and everything. Uh, but in the records of baseball, they should be in a completely separate category and should not be eligible for Hall of Fame consideration. If you are proven to have used steroids or any type of performance-enhancing drugs, you should not be eligible to ever get into the Hall of Fame. That's my, that would be my rule. You just don't get in. And your records aren't official. We will note your accumulated statistics. They'll, they'll be chronicled in baseball history, baseball lore, but you won't be eligible to have a record. I think, I think that's the only right thing to do. If Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs, baseball should say he is the single season all-time home run record beating Roger Maris's record of 61 if he does it. And that just is, to me, that is as coherent and, and, and correct and as it should be as, as unconsciously breathing air to continue to, to sustain human life. How, how could I possibly be wrong about that? And you know me. I don't care. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I know I'm not wrong on this. I know it sounds like an opinion, and so you can't be definitive on an opinion because an opinion allows for other opinions, which this topic no doubt has. But I think they should close any doubt on this, and they should make it right. You put Roger Maris back where he belongs— Put Hank Aaron back where he belongs. Note the other achievements uh, with the fact that, that baseball believes that they were, and obviously they do because they're not getting into the Hall of Fame, any of them. Clemens had a Hall of Fame career before any sus- suspicion of PED, and he denies ever using them. And he can't get in. And if they're not if the writers aren't giving him the vote and baseball is acknowledging that it happened, then why do you act like these are the records then? Doesn't that by definition make them tainted? Of course it does. So I'm, I'm pulling for Aaron judge. He has to hit one home. They have 20 games left and he needs five to break the record. He needs to hit one home run every four games. I think he's going to do it. I'm very confident, and and I don't want to put the horns on him. He's been very healthy, short of getting injured, which would be absolutely just tragic. If he stays healthy and plays in these 20 games, and I don't, I honestly, I know you want to make people fresh for the playoffs and everything. You got to at least DH him. You cannot. Until this record thing is resolved. If he's got the record, then he should get a day of rest before the playoffs. But if he doesn't have the record yet, 
he should be in the lineup every single game for 20 straight games and maybe every third or fourth day you give him a half a game off or more by having him be the DH. And then he just has to get up there four or so times in a game. And that's like that's almost like a game a day off. You take a few swings. Four times. Maybe you take 30 pitches or less. That's not even batting practice. So he should be in the lineup. I look see all my uh I, you can tell I've thought this through. Uh, all my dictates. He doesn't get a day off. I don't think he would want a day off. You give him the DH, and that's kind of like a day off. But email me. Even I, I won't even say don't email me, Stalker, because uh, I've told the Stalker to leave me alone, and he won't. Um, so email me, HarryHurley, at AOL.com. Do you agree? And I, you know I don't mind if you disagree. If you agree or you disagree of what I just shared with you, I think I strongly submit to you that I know I'm right on this point. I know the difference between right and wrong. I got raised the right way. If you cheat, it shouldn't count, should it? I also believe that the Astros should have, um, the MVP should have that taken away. They were proven to have cheated. They knew what pitch was coming. You realize with a major leaguer, if you know the pitch that's coming, what an advantage that is? I swear I said this to you on air. I said, you know what? It's like these guys know what pitch is coming. I swear I said that. And it turns out they did know because they were stealing the signals. Their World Series should be taken away. I forget who it was that got the MVP. That should be taken away. And uh, it won't be, but it should be. We'll be back. I am. Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 52 minutes past the hour. It's the Hurley in the morning program. So much I want to share with you, uh, such as I made a confident prediction yesterday that the Emmys would be the lowest viewed of all time. And now I can tell you officially that I was correct. I know. I know. It's it's a burden. It's a burden being right all the time. It's just how do I do it? How, how do I how do I get through the door? I just can't even I turn sideways. It, my head's a little bit. It's just a little smaller if I turn sideways. Um, but we're just right about this stuff because it's easy to see. You've got jackasses like Jimmy Kimmel laying down on the ground, stealing the moment from Quinta Brunson. Here's somebody that may never, who knows, may never get this kind of award ever again. Or maybe it's the beginning of getting it all the time, the next Meryl Streep. Who knows? But uh, this, this moment was stolen from her, and she handled it very well. She said, Jimmy, you can get up. I've won. I mean, that's fantastic stuff. Uh, evidently, Kimmel is getting really crushed online for his Emmy skit, and he should. Look, I had no problem. They drag him out across the floor. I forget he he was doing a um, a little uh, bit with um, who was it? All of a sudden, this guy talks like uh, like he's a, a wrestler. He 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 had this very clear speaking voice, 
and all of a sudden now it's deep and I want to wreak hell on you. Uh, Will Arnett. Tell me I'm not right about that one either. Where, where, I mean, this guy, I, 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 don't get me started. So he's dragging out Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel. They're doing some skit that he's drunk or something. He had too much to drink backstage. So end it, though, before the winner comes up. It's impossible to concentrate. You see some jackass laying straight out on the floor right there at the po- at the uh, at the microphone. And he ruined Quinta Brunson's moment, who you probably never even heard of. And if I didn't have a job to do, I wouldn't have known who she was. I didn't know anything about Abbott Elementary, the pilot uh, that she won the award for. So Jimmy, Jackass Kimmel, great job stealing the moment of the winner because you're a jackass. All right, so good. We've got that in. And it's the lowest Emmy audience ever. And simultaneously, it was the highest watched Monday Night Football game since 2009. And it wasn't even a good game. I'm trying to remember. Well, wait a minute now. The Green Bay game was Sunday night. Monday night was a good game. 17 to 16, right down to the wire with a missed field goal that could have won the game and turned it the other way. Seattle held on. So the highest rated Monday night football game since 2009 and the lowest Emmy ever, 5.9 million. Maybe they're going to have to go. Um, what did I hear that is going to be strictly internet based? It's not even going to be on on cable anymore. Dancing with the Stars. It's not going to be on ABC. You'll have to watch it on one of the other digital platforms. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. I think about them a lot because my H phone, because of the nature of what I do, I record with this. I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much work I do on this phone. And I didn't want to get rid of this phone. It's in, it was in perfect shape. Even the, uh, the gentle lady, Farah, that did the work for me said, oh, my God, you don't even have a protective screen on this. There's not a scratch on it. There's not a mark on it. I said, yeah, I take care of my stuff. I said, I, I, I don't need it. Uh, she did put it on, though, for me. I, I now, for the first time ever, I have a, a glass screen on top of the, uh, the, the, the screen. So I have this new battery. That you can do the same thing. Frank and Absekin did the same thing. You, you, I didn't make an appointment. I walked in. They did it right there. I wasn't there that long at all. Grabbed a pizza on my way out. They'll do cell phone, tablet repairs with no appointment necessary. Just stop in for quick service. Destination for your car batteries. You can get free installation right on the spot. They'll even dispose of your old battery, which is a nice touch. They have creative solutions to fix your cell phones, tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices. And they have what you need to get ready for the storm season as well, including generators and a whole lot more. Shop local. Shop as I do. Shop 
batteries plus bulbs. Tell Roy and Scott that Harry Hurley in the Morning sent you. They're at Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Batteries plus bulbs. The uh, inflation in terms of the price of food is the highest since 1979. All while Joe Biden was having a, a I can I can only imagine it must have been very expensive. All kinds of big party favors and banners and all this going on. They're actually this is how completely incoherent this administration is. They on the day that the CPI numbers would be released they had a celebration of their greatness. These are sick people. They're, you know what they are? They're people living in a bubble where their paycheck comes in every week and they pay for nothing. They've got the life of Riley. They get driven everywhere. Everything's just fantastic for these beautiful people. They're so out of touch. And then you have a Democrat media lying to the American people on a regular basis. I didn't get a chance to share with you the Harvard poll that has Trump beating Biden, Trump over DeSantis by like forever, 57% to like 15%. All the lies that are being told, it's amazing. WTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, it's- From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. I, I don't know about you, that first hour went by like a blink of an eye for me, and I didn't get to probably well more than half of the stuff I wanted to share I didn't even get to mention things like such as can you believe that less than half of the American people can name all three branches of government I mean Bill Gussie taught me that when I before I was even a teenager I've known that my entire life the three branches of government Executive, legislative, and judicial. Three branches. 25% of the American people can't even name one. And then if you ever wonder why some of these weirdo decisions that happen, understand there are a lot of people in this country that just don't give a damn about anything. They don't know how our country works. They don't know that we're a representative republic. They don't even know what that means. It's uh, it's scary. The, the, The degree of ignorance is breathtaking. How hard is it to remember that you have a president, you have two houses of the Congress, and you have the judicial branch? How, how can you forget that? How can you not know that? And yet, more than half of the American people don't know the three branches. And as I said, only one in four 
can even name one. Wow. Stunning. And we wonder why. You think sometimes, why are things the way they are? Uh, Hello. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well. You sound chipper. Yes. Uh, 25 and a half hours to go. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. I know. Big big day coming. Okay, but, uh, you know, I... I just need to ask, is, it, is there any truth to the fact that the uh, new, and I hate, using the, I hate using the two letters, but they're starting to act like them every day. The new SS, formerly the FBI, uh, confiscated Mark Lindell's phone. Well, that's just hearsay. Oh, no, no, it's not hearsay. And his name is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, who, if you don't know his name, ladies and gentlemen, you know because he's, my God, he's uh, market saturation level times infinity in terms of his company and his brand, his products, my pillow, And now they've got my coffee. They've got my heinies. I mean, it's unbelievable. My slippers, they got everything. They got, it's unbelievable. My, my bed sheets, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, Mike Lindell has confirmed that he was surrounded by FBI agents, and they took his phone. We live in basically a communist nation now. It's unbelievable. You know, you know what his crime is? He doesn't believe that Joe Biden won the election. They're, they've actually weaponized the Department of Justice and law enforcement to be able to go after people that don't believe. But keep in mind, simultaneously, they're allowed to say that Kemp didn't win in Georgia and that Trump didn't beat Hillary. I mean, this is unbelievable. So it's not a rumor. Uh, As Joe Biden would say, and he did yesterday, it's not hyperbole. He can't even pronounce the word, but he says it all the time. That's his go-to tick word. You have other people that have different words and different things that they do. Uh, Biden does that. I've said it before. How many times will we say hyperbole? Uh, so, uh, Peter, it is a fact. Uh, it happened. And this is now the country we live in. And you know what? I'll tell you um, what really hit me hard when that low life professor from Carnegie Mellon said what she said about the late Queen Elizabeth. I just, oh, oh my goodness. I just could not believe how vile vile people can be well look you have that that uh abominable congresswoman prea pal uh she's honoring the 19 saudi um dead terrorists that brought down uh the planes on 9-11 i mean it's it's sick it's beyond sick it's beyond sick yeah and it's really scary. And you know, it's very scary. Uh, it's the kids that are now in kindergarten, uh, first, second, third, fourth grade. It's it's going to be more difficult for them, I believe. Uh, you know, living we we live we were ra- born and raised in an America. All right, it had flaws. But it was a good America. Now it's 
a few ticks away from a police state. Well, maybe not. It's very scary. Maybe not a few clicks away. Maybe it's actually here. You've had um, Peter Navarro at an airport when his office is directly next to or across the street uh, from the very people that wanted to talk to him. They took him out in leg irons uh, so he could be duck walked out and 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 shackles. Uh, you have what they're doing to Manafort. You have the Trump raid. You have um, Mike Lindell. And probably about in the last uh, short while, 50 or 60 more people that have uh, received this treatment. Now, we're it's not hypothetical anymore. Uh, this is what they've turned it into. But any any liberal, no problem. You can commit any crime you want. And you're the good guys, oh, yeah. so nothing nothing happens to you. Yeah, look at New York, Philly, Chicago, L.A., San Fran. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you take it easy. Have a blessed day. You got it. You too, my friend. Let's get the first break in, and when we come back, gold rush of your phone calls. One open phone line. That's it. At six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen. Open phone line. I didn't get a chance to say this to you on air, and and the total context of it uh, escapes me at the moment, but it's getting so sick that actually someone who should know better was making the recommendation that the very youngest children, I forget the age, it was like nine years old or something, very, very young, should be watching their parents have sex because they need to learn these things. I mean, you couldn't say these things outside of the people that are allowed to do this and get away with it. Teachers with the stuff they're they're now teaching. I mean, this is this is the curriculum now. Crazy stuff that they're telling five, six, seven, eight, and nine year olds. That I'm telling you, if you did it out on the street. You would be arrested and you would be charged for a variety of sexual offenses. You would be um, convicted. Your life would be destroyed. You would be a Megan's List offender. And if you ever got out, you'd get out at some point after a number of years. Uh, You'd be on probably some kind of extensive, if not lifetime, supervision. You wouldn't be able to hold any position of trust because you'd, you'd be a registered sex offender. But they're allowed to do the same thing. And I would submit to you, uh, it, it, it's, it's probably worse. Because on the outside, you have some criminal, some sicko. Here, it would be structured within what is supposed to be social norms. Uh, the development at those, they're, they're not ready for that kind of developmental content. And they keep escalating it. It was about talking about it. Then it's about dolls that you can point at and touch different areas. And what's this? And now it's actually be in the room. Young voyeurs. These are sick people. And I keep saying we have to win elections. We have to win. They cannot be trusted. They cannot retain power any longer. This ends, and it starts, the beginning of the end is November 8th. The truth. 
and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. What most people don't realize is the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics, they have now changed twice the way they uh, calculate inflation over the years. See? If we use the same methodology that they used in the Carter years and post-Carter years in the early 80s, uh, and if we use those calculations today, today's 8.3% inflation rate would actually be over 16%. See? If you apply the post-1987 methodology uh, to today's 8.3% inflation rate, it would be a staggering 12%. Either way, record highs. Great job, Joey. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. You know, more and more parents are exploring homeschooling. Now, if not in your family, you probably still know someone who is. Now, you need to check out Acellus Power Homeschool. Power Homeschool is the official program that is offered by Acellus for parents homeschooling their children. And at powerhomeschool.org, well, you're going to see how this program keeps parents in control of their children's education, and they're offering online courses right in the safety of your home and taught by some of America's greatest teachers. Now, it's a way to keep your students learning at grade level while allowing for more parental influence and involvement. With Acellus Power Homeschool, well, they're going to get a quality education studying right there at home. Now, it's not too late for the fall season. Just check out Acellus Power Homeschool right now, your affordable homeschool solution. You can learn a lot more at powerhomeschool.org. That's powerhomeschool, one word, dot. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity just told you the same thing that Kirk and I have been telling you for years, and that is that the numbers are reported differently now. Uh, What a surprise. They're crooked. So you actually think, oh, my God, it's not nearly as bad as when Jimmy Carter was president. No, it is. It's, It's probably worse, at least just as bad. But they make it look like it's only half because they just report differently. It's really sick. I went into my briefcase. I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave something sketchy because th- this is when I tell you I do all this work that I never it's 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 I don't know what comparison you have to it but imagine putting hours and hours into something and you don't even get the opportunity to utilize it. I never got to tell you but I but I keep certain things in my briefcase that I want to go back to. So during the break, it was very simple. My briefcase is just about within reach. It's slightly out of reach, or I could have done it while I was ad-libbing. But there's a book. It's called Sex Education for 8 to 12-Year-Olds. On page 47, get a load of this. It's Sex Education for 8 to 12-Year-Olds, Kids Book for Good Parents. Begins by explaining to readers that, quote, it is not uncommon for children to overhear or even catch their parents making love. Hold on. The screen went bananas on me. What I did was I went in and got the um, the notes, but I had in my phone a um, uh, a digital copy of it. Hold on. Let's see. I don't know why that's jumping on me. Let me go back. It'll just take me a second. I had it. I had it queued right up. 
but I guess maybe it's it's on a site that like resets or something. All right, page 47, sex education for 8 to 12-year-olds, kids' book for good parents. So it's it's talking about a child, quote, should be gradually introduced to the ordinary mechanics of lovemaking and allowed to enter into the parents' love circle, says the author, quote, instead of being shut out and completely and left to wonder how daddy and mommy do it. So 8 to 12-year-olds, I mean, what grade are you in? Are you like six in kindergarten? Seven would be first grade. Eight would be second grade. Twelve is what, like six, seventh grade, maybe sixth grade. Unbelievable times we're living in. Beyond surreal. It's 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 it's, it's beyond sickness. Caller, you're on the air. Let's try it again. Welcome to the program. Caller, are you there? Bye-bye. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. How you doing? Good. Harry, are you, surpri- are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Even Bill Murphy, his agenda is terrible. There's a girl that came into, she just graduated college. She got her curriculum because she got her teacher certificate. Now, she told me on Bill Murphy's agenda, that time in fifth grade, the teachers have to teach these kids how to masturbate. I'm not kidding you. Could you do me a favor? Do me a favor. And I I know who you are. We know each other. So I know you're not pulling my leg. If it were just a first-time caller, I would be very, very skeptical about this. Since you know this person, would you have them take – they don't even have to risk making copies or anything – See if they'll take a screen capture of it, take a picture of it, or or make a copy of it. And would you send it to me? I would like to see that. I believe you, but I want to see that. Yeah, I was I was upset. She was the, she didn't get into the teaching career to teach things like this. No, it's out of her control. The curriculum. I I, I have to say, I've never heard. I never heard that ever. I've heard about. Um, very, very graphic sexual stuff. Uh, I never heard that a teacher would have to be teaching youngsters about masturbation. I, 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 I'm gobsmacked right now. I want to see if I can get a hold of her and see if she can do that for me. Yeah, I'm not. You know, it's what she thought. I was kind of shocked when she told me she just graduated and then she's starting to teach schools. And this is what her agenda was, part of the curriculum that state of New Jersey is offering to these teachers. I mean, I, li- I really want to know, do they have models where actually they're showing physically doing this? Uh, is it uh, in a textbook? Is it on a, uh, a projection thing on the screen, uh, a, a video? I, I want to know what this is. But I love, I, I, it just when I heard, I was kind of upset. I go, well... You know what you need to do? It's the problem with the entire public school system needs to be revamped, broken, taken apart, and restructured. And maybe you need to get rid of the teachers' union. I'm sorry. Florida doesn't have teachers' union, and they're pretty much, if they don't like what they see, they get rid of it. It's cut and dry. You know, if they, you know, in Florida, they're not teaching all that kind of stuff. It's my stepdaughter. She's coming home now. And she's looking for a substitute teaching job in this state here until her uh, husband gets done in the military. Then they're going to shut down. But for now, it's 
it's crazy. But in Florida, they don't take no crap. <laughs> no, know? no, they don't. No, you would never. I mean, DeSantis, he gets on this. He sees these crazy, woke, radical, uh, sexual, inappropriate. Uh, once again, if if you were out on a, on a street corner, uh, on a park bench, and you said to some little eight-year-old, hey, come on over here. I want to teach you how to masturbate. Uh, where are you going to wind up, my friend? Where's that going to get you? They're not teaching. They're not. But I want to know how they are allowed to teach stuff that is a crime in our that's on our books. It's a crime. How is this allowed to go on? And then if you care as a parent, you're called by this this jackass government we have right now. You are called a domestic terrorist. Well, I don't think you are. Let me tell you what happened since COVID came. How long has the school board been in process? Every time they had school board meetings, no parents showed up. So what they did, they just kept passing these agendas. And all of a sudden, when COVID came and these students had to do remote learning at home, the parents woke up. So COVID was a blessing for the parents. I hate to say that. Now that all these parents were they're teaching you why school? Because nobody went to the school board meetings, and they did and what they wanted to do to get away with. Now they can't get away with it because the parents are showing up and putting their foot down. For 30 years, the school board got away with this. Nobody showed up to the school board meetings. Well, they were so confident in the Commonwealth of Virginia that their radical ways could not be challenged, that you had Terry McAwful, you had all the teachers' unions, they were all with this company line, the parents have no say in their children's education, and when parents came to meetings, they got locked up, they got told they by by Merrick Garland, the, the imagine the Attorney General of the United States, that they are domestic terrorists. How in the world? And and thank God, and it was still too close for comfort. But thank God, uh, Yunkin defeated Terry McAwful in the Commonwealth of Virginia. But if they didn't do that, Terry McAuliffe would be the governor right now. Uh, that's the only reason. That challenged people's sensibilities. That got parents really riled up, uh, and it turned the entire election. Uh, I believe that November 8th is going to be similar to that in some of those same circumstances and in other areas as well. Harry, I I keep hearing everybody say, oh, I I doubt that anything's going to change September 8th. I really do. I don't... I don't see it. I see Well, it. let's put it this way. November 8th, and I'll bet you a pizza right now, the House of Representatives is going to change. Republicans will be in charge. Would you consider that a change? Well, if they get in charge, do they have the go to go after what they need to do? Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to. I know, you know, because I've been very blessed to be able to do this national work that we do pretty regularly. Uh, I know these members of Congress. Uh, I know Jim Jordan. I know a lot of these people. Uh they're absolutely going to use their subpoena power, and they're going to drop the hammer on all of these people. You're going to see big changes. Now, remember, they can't change everything because you still have the president that can veto. You you might still have a Senate that's equally divided so that uh, th- that you won't have workable control of both houses. And even if you did, Biden could veto and there would not be the the supermajority that you would need to uh, to overturn the, the veto to reverse it. So it's going to take time. It's going to take the midterm election to win the House, possibly the House and the Senate. I'm convinced if the Senate stays 
barely in the control of the Democrats, either 50-50 still or 51-49 in control by Democrats two years from now when Democrats are defending so many seats that the, the Senate will definitely flip then. And then we hope and pray and we must hope and pray uh, that the White House returns uh, to the Republican Party. And, and I, I'm of the, the, the belief and hope that it will be President Trump. And if he doesn't run, uh, that it would be then President DeSantis, because I think he would run and I believe he would win. The media will go after him. Oh, my God, are they trying to destroy him now? They'd love to knock him out now to knock him out, you know, for the presidency. Uh, but, yeah, we'll um, we will see change, my friend. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I don't blame you for your skepticism because they haven't stepped up in the past. But they've seen what's going on, how heavy handed, how they've weaponized everything in our society, how awful these people are. And, yeah, they're going to they're going to drop the hammer big time. More of your calls right after this. 609-407-1450. One open phone line. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 32 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories that you can follow on the app and on the website. Petition has been formed to address a longtime HVAC problem at one of the Atlantic City schools. It's a disgrace. They've let it go on for years because obviously they don't give a damn. Uh, More news about an Atlantic City pub that's closing after more than 30 years. We have an update. And the Atlantic County prosecutor has led an Atlantic City boardwalk drug operation that led to 10 arrests. Uh, Will Reynolds and his team, they're getting it done. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This is about as perfect of a forecast as you'll ever hear here in South Jersey as our next chance of rain is really nowhere in sight. Lots of sunshine today with a high of 82. Clear tonight, rather comfortable with a low of 60. And then more sunshine with low humidity tomorrow and Friday. Highs either side of 80. And our sunny and dry weather will continue through the upcoming weekend. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour. Well, this has this announcement has to be made. And I thank Margie for the um, the reminder. It is my brother-in-law's birthday, John Finneran. And because of John, this is why I've had the most amazing wife you could ever wish for for 41 years. And we were together a year before that. So 42 years. So 42 of my 62, 62 years Margie and I have been together because on that, that, that moment of truth day, I was at the house, the Finneran house with John, and all of a sudden, this beautiful woman just walked right by, right into my, my, my sight. I said, hey, John, your sister's beautiful. He elbows me and says, hey, that's my sister. I said, well, she's still beautiful. And I was completely smitten at that point. Uh, So thank you, John. Happy birthday and thank you. 39 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Welcome. You're on the air. Good morning. I hear you rustling. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I was 
I was on speaker. That's okay. Um, I got a, I got numerous things I'd like to say, but I just want to say one thing. I'm sure you had a hand in it. I got to tip my cap to the conversation that Tom Foley had with Brian Kilmeade yesterday. He was great. It was I, outstanding. I uh, listened and I wrote Tom. Uh, let me not even paraphrase it, Matthew. I want to tell you what uh, what I wrote to Tom. I was so proud of him because I've seen people choke. Uh, more people choke than do what he did yesterday. I wrote to Tom. I listened to the entire interview objectively, not as your friend. You were magnificent. National caliber performance. Uh, for those who don't know, Tom Foley, and it was an extended appearance. It was a scheduled appearance. Tom Foley appeared as a Democrat uh, on Brian Kilmeade's program, uh, who's not happy with the current actions of Democrats in our country. Tom was terrific. No, I just I just wanted to make the point that, yeah, he he was and you're right. He's a Democrat and he's a fireman. I'm a fireman. So we don't normally compliment one another, but he did it. Out, he did an outstanding job. He did. He did. Okay. Right, you, so you say you have a lot of stuff. What else, what else do you have? No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't have time right now. Okay, I'm good. To work. Okay, go to work. I'll get back. See you, Matthew. I'll get back. Okay, Bye. take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I only thought you had a lot of stuff because you said you had a lot of stuff. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen. Open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Morning. I'm going to relieve you, relieve you of your burden of always being right. Aaron finished with 755, not 714. You know, I, oh, I, you got me. And I swear I wanted to correct that. Of course, I know Babe Ruth was 714. And sometimes you, you're, what is it? Your mind is going faster than your mouth or your mouth is going faster than your mind. I was thinking about Aaron beating 714. And I do know that he hit 755. But let me ask you the most important thing. You got me, and, and I stand corrected. I did catch myself on that. I just didn't uh, remember to come back and, and report it. Let me ask you, though, the question I was raising. Do you agree with me that Hank Aaron is the all-time home run, career home run leader, or do you accept and believe that Barry Bonds is and should be? No, Aaron, in my mind, Aaron is. Me too. Me too. And you know what, Harry? Honestly, if you took steroid, steroids, you wouldn't hit home runs like Bonds did, or myself included. But here's the thing. He hit a lot of home runs before he took them. He had over 500 home runs before any of this started. That's why I've always said that I, I can live with Bonds being in the Hall of Fame. He had a Hall of Fame career before any of this nonsense. Uh, but you're right about that. But that's not the point, though. The point is, it's not an even playing field, and it's it's a decided advantage. I mean, balls that would have been a fly out uh, are now home runs, you know, and things like that. So it's just not fair. It, it doesn't, you know, create a level playing field. And there's no way, no how. Hank Aaron never did anything uh, except do it by natural ability, and he got cheated out of his record. Not only that, what Aaron, you know what Aaron went through when he was breaking a record, all, all the desperate. Oh, it was it was terrible. The racism, uh, it's true. You know, Roger Maris went through a lot, too. Roger Maris, his hair was falling out. I mean, he went through hell. But I would even say 
the death threats of, of um, Roger Maris were voluminous. They both probably had a very similar thing. You add the racial component to it, uh, and I, I would tip it, you know, to Hank Aaron, and I, I agree with you on that yeah, point. Aaron couldn't stay in hotels with his team. Come yeah, on. I know. Hey, listen, and he got it done anyhow. Yeah, he did. Now, he was fortunate. He played in what is known as Fulton County Stadium. I've attended a few games there. And they moved the stadium across the street. They had no parking. You used to park on people's lawns. It was ridiculous. Uh, and so they made the parking lot out of the old stadium footprint. And the new stadium is not a launching pad. There's a very good chance that Hank Aaron would not have hit 700 home runs uh, if he was not playing at the uh, Fulton County Stadium. Again, just my speculation. But uh, and the I, other thing, yeah, Mays, Mays would have hit more than what he hit. If he didn't play in Candlestick with that win. Well, it's true. And, and uh, Ted Williams, if he was a Yankee, for example, you imagine him being left-handed. Uh, and and uh, Joe DiMaggio, if he would have been on Boston, uh, what he could have done uh, as a right-hander. That's why the Yankees and Red Sox almost made the trade. Wayne, your call is spectacular. And the only reason I have to say goodbye is because of the clock. But call me again. Everything you said, I'm on board with you. Have a good day. Call me again. 609-407-1450. More of your phone calls right after this, because this is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 49 minutes past the hour. We are back. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning Caller. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Um, I was just giggling because, you know, you're always talking about his aviator glasses. And and it's kind of, it reminds me of the movie A Weekend at Bernie's. Like, like, there's nothing behind those glasses. But, um, Harry, you know, it's kind of funny. It's not really funny at all. Let's compare epitaphs about the uh, Muslim terrorist who was the austere religious scholar. Yes. And the queen got reigned over land built on the backs of black and brown people. That's totally fair, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, this is uh, this is the world we live in, and a lot of this crap happens right out of this country. I mean, if Donald Trump died, uh, he would get an awful headline. It would be absolutely just horrifically bad. But but that uh, terrorist uh, goes down, goes out a uh, religious, austere religious scholar. Yeah. Mm. You know, we're the Republic. We're, we're really nice people. And let me explain. Summers Point had their um, good old days festival at the JFK Park here, and there was the Republican Party, which I, I, I'm a member of the Summers Point Republican Party, and we had a dunk tank. So self-deprecating, we had a lot of the council people up there, not not a Democrat. But here's what caught my eye. I went over by their booth, and it said. Uh, uh, democracy that works for everyone, and I told them we are a republic. But but I was thinking, like, what kind of banner would they really? What it really should have read that would encompass what they're really about. And I'm thinking the banner should have read, "There is no honor amongst thieves." No, <laughs> that's all I got. You got Gary. it. See you later. Bye bye. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen. Open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. The title is The Children. What are we doing to the children? Are we pushing them into a hot, 
children? Are we too busy to care? Why do we let them cut them to a pair? Do you comprehend what I say? Because the innocent children will pay. Do you know what I am talking about? I want to stand up and shout and shout. Parents, don't fall for this evil. Don't kill your unborn child. Think about this for a while. And think about what the children learn in school. Are they playing you and your child for a fool? They teach the children to be unhappy with who God made them to be. And you see, it would be better to be sensible and poor than listen to the program core. Send the children where they can acknowledge God aloud and don't listen to the evil crowd. Good for you. Thank you. Rosemary and Ventner, well done. 609-407-1415, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Mayor. Uh, Henry Aaron. I grew up, and uh, you probably grew up watching a lot of his uh, his actual baseball. I did. I taped with my um, reel-to-reel recorder with my twin brother in our third-floor bedroom at Sacramento and Ventnor Avenue Uh in real time, Al Downing was the pitcher, a former Yankee pitcher, left-hander. And we were we wanted to record when, because, you know, in those days, you never, you, you had to see something once. You could only hear about it later. You know, it isn't like it is today where you can miss a show and you didn't miss it because you could, re, you know, record it or whatever. Or go to the website and, and, and watch it. Uh, so we recorded every time Hank Aaron came up to bat. And then that was the one when he hit uh, number 715 and those two knuckleheads that were one on each side of him running, you know, from right after second base down towards third base. And you see him kind of like elbow, you know, them away a little bit. Uh, By the way, I saw those two guys um, in the past six months uh, in a, um, in a TV program. Uh, But I digress. Uh, so, yes, uh, very, very vividly remember all of that, Dan. Yeah, one one thing I'll throw a little fuel on the fire is uh, Hank Aaron had 12,300 at-bats, but Babe Ruth only had uh, 8,950. That's it's true. And, and, of course, Babe Ruth was a pitcher and lost a lot of at-bats, and Aaron played longer and gave him more on that side. And we've mentioned that before, Dan. That's not That's not news on this program. He had many more at-bats. But that's that's different, you know, longevity and, and all of that and, and that Babe Ruth wasn't a position player for several years. All of that is is good fodder. But Aaron didn't beat him by taking some kind of supplement, some kind of, you know, medication to make himself 30 pounds heavier and stronger, you know, than than you can imagine, uh, like some of these other people have done. Uh, so even though he had more at bats, he did it fair and square. And he, he never hit over forty-four homers, but he was so consistent. Yep. He had thirty-seven hundred hits, a couple of thousand runs scored, and leading leading RBI guy twenty-three hundred plus. That was a that was a hell of a player. So if you well, had, how, how about this? I mean, if we're gonna we could play with all these things. Didn't Ted Williams miss four seasons? 
He did. He, it was in two wars, and he was a... Uh, and it might have been five. I'm going to look it up. It's four or five. Uh, so he easily, I think, would have had a couple hundred more home runs. He would have beat Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. Ted Williams was... Uh, he was taken out right in his prime, too, because yeah. he was... Uh, he was hit. He was hitting thirty-five to forty-five homers a year for those missing years. That, that's a lot of homers. How many years? Did and the guy still had miss? the guy still had five hundred and twenty-one homers. So you know, seven hundred is not a long way when you're missing five years. Oh my God! All right, let's see. Yep. Uh, all told, Ted Williams spent five full seasons of his career serving in the military. Uh, Teddy Ball Game could easily probably have had some ambassador type thing and been able to to get out of it uh but and and he was a flyer if i remember correctly am i right about that dan yeah quick story to uh quick story put everything into context he was shot up in the plane and he was burning the plane was on fire and his uh squadron over and pointed to the sky and he went straight up in the air and Ted Williams followed him and they went up and up and up until there was no oxygen basically. And the, the fire stopped. Wow. And, uh, he looked over and the guy saluted him. And of course the, uh, the guy who did that was John Glenn. Wow. I have heard that story, but forgot it until you just uh, recited it. Dan, let me try to get in one more call real quick, but I do agree with you made a lot of really good points. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. 609-407-1415, open phone line. Jim Alamut is on deck. John Walters will follow Jim. And you are on the air right now. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. It's Project from Point Pleasant. How are you? It's chilly morning. I'm inspired. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, you need to uh, keep inspiring me, Harry, because we're... In an alternate dimension. Bridget, you have no idea. I've got a friend I almost have to do therapy. I have so many people that are so um, mixed up right now because they, they, they're smart people. I said, stop listening to these liars that are making you like have all this fear and concern. Everything's going to be fine. I'm not worried about what they're saying. I don't listen to it. What I'm saying is I'm worried about people, and I have someone very close in my family. I saw your post yesterday, and she is struggling while this animal is doing a victory lap on what a great economy, what a great experience Americans are having. I mean, this press secretary actually says this is the greatest economy in American history. These are sick, demented people. Yes, and she's struggling between gas, food, living expenses, and it's a very close family member. And myself and my other sister are literally helping her survive in this great economy, which, by the way, I mean, she's always struggled, but never to a point where she said to us, I have to decide, do I feed myself and my son today or do I get gas? Well, this is what I say all the time, and now you put a face on it. We've got to go to the break, or I would love to continue, Bridget. We'll have more time next time, I promise. I heard a story out of Texas just this morning where the rent is going up from $1,000 a month when your your lease ends for the year. Your next lease will be offered at $3,000 a month. From $1,000 to $3,000. Ladies and gentlemen, our country is broken.
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Jim Al. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95. It is six minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program and welcome to the Jim Alamut Green Tree Mortgage radio program on the second Wednesday of every month. Jim appears and he is our official, our exclusive mortgage professional for the Hurley in the Morning program. And between Jim and Bill, they have been for the past 30 years, which is amazing to me. They specialize in all the things you can imagine, mortgage loans, refinancing. We're going to talk a little bit about that. That's a little rough right now. Overall mortgage planning. Jim Malamut, Green Tree Mortgage, 3153 Fire Road, Suite 1B, Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. And the phone number, 609. And this phone number has been longer than the existence of this program. 609 Six four six five 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 five. Jim, welcome to your program. Uh, we, we come bearing not so good news today, but it's not all awful. But when I said a few hours ago that one of the things I was going to bring up to you was, and I know you know this, that we literally have fewer mortgage applications right now than we as a nation have had since 1979 and that was an awful period in American history. It's never, never good to be comparing to that. Sure. It's uh, great to be here, Harry. You know, always good to be in front of you and talking to everybody. Um, it's been a rough run, unfortunately, in the last 30 days since the last time I was here. And, and the last time I was here to kind of recap, I was pretty confident things were starting to gas prices had started to come down. I thought inflation was starting to come down a little bit. And um, I was, and you weren't wrong. It felt that way. Yeah. And, and you know, if you look around, you know, the gas prices have come down even more since then. So I, I was really hopeful that yesterday's inflation number was going to come in better than expected. And unfortunately, it really went the other way. And, um, you know, the bond market seemed like they were prepared for this over the last couple of weeks because our interest rates went from 5.1, 5.2 the last time I was here. And today we're at like 6%, 6.1. And that's in 30 days, Harry. So it's been a really bad year in mortgages, I would say. Um, but there are pockets where it's not as bad as it is in other places. Absolutely. I mean, we're still strong value-wise. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm just talking mortgage-wise. You know, in terms of mortgage business itself, it's been a very bad year yeah. of 2022. Like you're saying, it's the worst applications. Um, you know, things are... are Rates are, are going up. It's just been... A, people are struggling in the mortgage business. I'm doing... a I'm actually doing pretty good. You know, I don't want to say, no, Green Tree is actually doing pretty good. August, we closed 45 loans, 11 wow. million in business. You know, that, that's good. I'm not here complaining. I just want you guys to understand that there's other companies that are struggling. Um, you know, these people, there's companies out there that focus just on refinances and they're dead. You know, yeah, if you, if you only right did refinancing right now, you're, you're Gonsville. Exactly. So rates have gone up, you know, 3% in eight months now. And um, it's a really bad run for mortgage with companies. More, with more rate increases to come, it looks like. Unfortunately. Because the Fed is yeah. going to keep, they're, they've told us, they've telegraphed, they're going to keep doing it. They know it's going to bring about pain, but they have to stop this inflation. So it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We, every month, Jim and I do the Wizard of Zillow 
And I don't think they're perfect. But if you do the same thing every month, I think you can, over a course of years, say that this is what they keep saying. Well, every single month, our properties have gone up in value for years. Every month, automatic green arrow pointing up, usually nice increases, not fractional, but nice multi-percent increases for the first time in, has what's it been, 12 years, 15 years? It's been a while, for sure. Whatever it's been, uh, it's now, my property is down, according to Zillow, 0.7%. Yeah, and unfortunately, Harry, I think, you know, you're starting to see that more, you know, and it's due to rates, mostly than anything, um, you know, because there's still no inventory. You know, if you, if you go to look for houses, there's still not a lot out there. But That's going to help keep the valuations sta- up, right? Exactly. That's stabilizing things, in my opinion. You know, it, it, things are stabilizing. It's just there's still not a lot out there, and it's more expensive now. You know, if you – just to compare it, I looked at a – before I came in here, a $300,000 loan a month ago was $150 less a month. Okay, and that's 30 days ago. So it's hard to have these conversations with somebody and tell them this because they're expecting this. And and then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's higher. So if you're Um, in the market right now, if you're going to call today to Jim Malamut, Green Tree Mortgage, 609-646-5555, you're locking in your rate now. I would assume so. You know, you would probably want to. You always have been open about whether you thought that was necessary or not. But I just don't think it's worth taking chances right now. Yeah. Um, I would probably lock in. But at the same time, Harry, you know, the, again, if you, if you really want me to get technical, the last 30 days, we've gone up 1% almost. So wow. I, if you if you want to try to time it over the next 60 days, maybe you'll get lucky that things will come down a little bit and that we've, we're at the peak right now. But, you know, it, it's a It it's doesn't gambling. feel like that. It's gambling. Yeah, you know, it doesn't, all it doesn't really feel like that. The day, so. so if I call you right now, 609-646-5555, and I say, Jim, I want a 30-year fixed mortgage. What's my rate? Probably like 6.125% as of yesterday. If you want to pay no points, um, about 6, 6.125 as of yesterday. We're spoiled, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, Harry. Because that sounds crazy after what we've had. Again, kind of compare. Same $300,000 loan um, in January was $500 less a month. Okay, so, you know, that's what's happening right now. If you're paying $500 more a month, you're not... You're not going to borrow the same amount of money. It's, it's that, that's why values are starting to come down a little bit. And yet, when we bought the Ponderosa and you and your dad did the um, you, you did our mortgage, 8.5%, that was with preferred credit. And, of course, we more than cut that in half Sure, with two or three refis that we did over the years with, um, with Jim and with Bill. Uh, this... In days gone by, I mean, Margie and I bought our first property. We've told you this before, back in the early, I guess it was 82, 1982, and it was 17.5%. Right. And I don't think we're going anywhere close to that. I, don't, I hope not. But again, if, if you circle back to our conversations in January, you know, we, we, were, we had these conversations and you said, Harry, what, or you said to Jim, what, what can, what's going to happen to slow this market down? And I said, Harry, if, if rates go from 3 to 6% in, in, in a short period, you, you're going to see it slow down. And, and literally eight months that. later. You did say that. I, mean, I, I remember having the conversation yes. with you. So eight months later, we're here. Yeah. And things are slowing down, unfortunately. So it's just um, not what I wanted at the time, but it's here. And, and I wish it wasn't going this way. But uh, again, I don't think buying a house is a bad idea still. I do think there's no rentals out there, okay? I, to, to give you an example, I know a, fr- a good friend of mine who owns a property in Ocean City, 
and they recently put it on the market for rent. Um, and it's a duplex, you know, two bedroom, one bathroom, and they put it up for fifteen fifty a month. They had multiple higher offers, got up to nineteen hundred a month. Wow. Okay, and there's just nothing out there. And that's the thing. You've, there's such competition for these rentals that it's continue to push over to the purchase side. You know, the, the, it still makes sense to buy over renting. You know, your price, the rent prices, like you were saying, are so high that yeah. it's still going to be cheaper to own. You get the equity, you get the tax write-offs, um, and it's yours. So yeah. it's, there's, there's still, I, I don't want to come in here sounding, oh, doom and gloom, but it's just, you know. We, well, we, you're being we, honest. We keep it real with our people yeah, yeah. here in Atlanta County, um, and it's just, it is what it is. So I, I heard early this morning, this was in Texas, this particular area, when your lease was up at the end of the one year, it was going to go from one thousand to three thousand dollars right. a month, and that's all this supply and demand. Insane. That's because it's all supply and demand. There's nothing yeah. out there, and this is you know Linwood, New Jersey, anywhere in the country. There's no rentals. Is, so, it, is this going to make people buckle down and just keep what they've got for now? Yeah, and, and, and that's just wait and, and see? that's part of the problem, Harry, is that there's no supply because people. Why would why would you move? You're you're at three percent, four percent in the last ten years. Why yeah. would you go take six percent for a house unless you really love it? And, and, and again. I still have business. We're, we're not dead. I'm, I'm closing another 30 loans in September or more. Um, so we're not dead by any means. I'm, I, the last three days, I've been out of my mind busy working nonstop. So I don't want people to think like, oh, Jim's sitting in his office doing nothing. That yeah. The mortgage business is dying and real estate's dying. It's not that way. It's let's, just- Let's get the break in. When we come back, I want to pose a question to you that we've used in a number of different areas, whether it's with Charlie Kane and the automobile business- sure need versus want buyers. My guess is the layperson here on the panel is that the business right now is need buying, not necessarily want buying. Yep. But we'll see what the expert has to say about that when we come back. Jim Alamut, for all of your mortgage needs, 609-646-5555 with Jim Malamut of Green Tree Mortgage. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back. 21 minutes past the hour. Jim Alamut of Green Tree Mortgage. For all of your mortgage needs, simple to do, simple to remember, call 609-646-5555. You don't even need to write it down. You do have one of the great phone numbers of all time. Well, we have to thank my dad for that yeah. one. That was a, a He good was proud one. of that number. He was, you know, it's funny. My dad liked that number and he went with the A for um, Atlantic Coast Mortgage just because he thought the phone books yes. back in the day, he wanted to be yes. in, you know, towards the top. So Always that, thinking. it's just um, funny yeah. how things change over 30 years yeah. where with mindsets, you know, yeah. now we're thinking Could about Facebook Acme, ads. Acme and, Mortgage. Exactly. Got her, her but, AMCO, AA. <laughs> exactly. But we're Atlantic, but yeah. Atlantic Coast yeah. Mortgage yeah. and now it's still 609-646-5555. It's so good. And the number's three and a half four decades old it's amazing yep uh jim we posed a question to you right before the break the, the for when interest rates were just absolutely near free money you had need buyers you had want buyers is it now a almost total need buyer scenario yeah, i think so i mean you, you have some second home buying still obviously so i don't, don't want to say it's all need you know, all need but you know Mostly. i primarily deal with first time home buyers um, people offshore. So, you know, most of my clientele is um, need buying. And especially at this point, you know, that we have very little investment property purchases. 
you know, compared to previously. Now, we do have some, okay? I don't want to say there's none, especially in, like, the condos and the right. smaller, you know, price ranges, I would say. Um, because those kind of interest rate increases don't affect you as much because um, the rent prices are so high. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have as many single-family investment property purchases as I used to. That's for sure. Is there help out there? I mean, I saw, for example, on social media where I think you and Greg and your team, I think you guys do a really great job uh, talking about things that are going on at your office at Green Tree Mortgage, the Malama team. Uh, is there help out there? I mean, I saw, for example, there was a grant. Sure. Uh, that was exciting because that made people homeowners might not have been able to be homeowners for all I know, or and it certainly helps you out. Sure. Even if you could have found another way to do it, borrow or have if you had the savings. Uh, is there help out there? Um, there is. You know, Atlanta County has their grant program through the Atlanta County Improvement Authority still. Um, the biggest issue, Harry, because you know, I'm not here to BS anybody. Can we still call Joe Girallo? Because, you know, he'll marry people. <laughs> he is the clerk. He was the man over there, he wasn't he? He was the he? man, and he's very missed because I love Joe, and, yeah. I, and I just loved working with him. You know, you um, talked him up before I knew who he was. Well, Joe's, again, once you meet Joe and get to know him, I told you he's the most organized, detail-oriented, yeah. he's the hardest-working guy you'll, yeah. you'll know. You know and he, not to he's mention always there. A, a phenomenally good person. Absolutely. But like I said, he's always on time. You know, he, yeah. If you had a closing at 9 a.m., he was there at 8.50. And that's Joe Girallo. And um, that was why I just knew he was going to do such a great job, whatever he was, wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I always supported him. Um, uh, a spectacular clerk. Yeah. That's oh what I'm saying. He's, just, he's amazing. So a I, prototype. I, well, obviously, a, a guy like that is missed anywhere if he leaves after 30 years. Um, but they're doing a great job without him. It's just my biggest issue with the improvement authority, with the, the grant program, is unfortunately the income limits are low. You know, I think the, the income you have to make less than like. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars. It's not realistic, right? For, for me, unfortunately, you know, it's it's very difficult because you know, right now, you cannot get a house in Atlanta County. You know, it, 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 I don't want to say that it, it's hard to get a house for less than three hundred thousand. Okay, is it possible? Yes, but it's it's very difficult, and and things are starting to come down a little bit. So maybe you can today, but it's very hard in the last six eight months to get a house for less than three hundred thousand in good shape. So if you take that price. Bedrooms, that lower income amount, you're not going to get there. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It's hard because if you were only making sixty thousand, you can only qualify for about two fifty. Yeah. You're not getting the three hundred thousand that yeah. what's out there. So, so that's my biggest issue with the grants is that there's just a disconnect there. Um, and th- and those numbers will probably go up next year and yeah. and they'll be back. It's just right now there's a disconnect. Yeah, so, they should evaluate that. Um, but you know, there's Atlantic, Atlantic City grant program. They have you know up to twenty thousand dollars for first time home buyers. We did a couple of them recently. Um, you know, there, there's a lot out there to try to help, but, you know, end of the day, you still have to qualify. It's, it's all about the income, and, and that's our biggest challenge. Let's stretch a little bit what you and I usually do, because obviously you're responsible for the mortgage side, but of course, you're really involved with the whole process because the deal has to go through and everything that needs to get done needs to get done, even if it's a realtor that is responsible for some of these things. I would suspect that in a changing market, there, there would probably not be as many bids on every property. You might not have yeah. the frenzy that you had before of, you know, if you picked a smart price, you didn't have to worry about almost what price you picked because the bidding war was going to raise it and so on and so forth. Like the rental story you told uh, in the first segment, Jim. Yeah, I sense there'll be less competition. This will, what I'm getting at is this may bring people back 
that kept getting skunked. They never got picked because, you know, maybe they had a condition. They maybe they had to sell a property before they could get the next one. Or maybe this five other people offered cash offers and, you know, they were wanting to do FHA. Yeah. So I think this is going to potentially bring some people that couldn't win back into the fold. I think you're absolutely right, Harry. Um, I think I'm, I'm starting to see that now. You know, in the last 30 days, you know, I'm getting more FHA deals again that weren't coming through probably the last year. Um, And and I think you're right. I think there's less competition, um, especially if you stay over $300,000. You know, if you you have a house for less than $300,000, you are going to have 30 buyers lining up. Okay? It's just the way it is. There's so much competition for under $300,000 houses. Once you kind of go break that number, in my opinion, it just dwindles down um, significantly. Interesting. And again, that's going to, every town's going to have different price points, but you know, my just, what I see every day is, is around 300,000 or less. It, you have, I have so much demand. I, I probably 50% of my calls are, are for that. So let's talk. I mean, you stretch, you know, far and wide, not just Atlanta County, even Cape May County. Sure. Is anywhere particularly hot yes summer's point uh, over the last two years summer's point has been the hottest to me compared to anywhere else and again everywhere was hot the last few years but summer's point more than others and and because i think people realize it's it's like some it's like ocean city east or whatever whatever you want to call it south yeah you know it's it's a little you're not in the craziness over there you know you're not there's not all the traffic there's not the craziness you're near the restaurants it's cheaper it's more affordable um, and you're 10 minutes from the beach, you know? Yeah, so, I, I, and they have their own beach, too, and which is beach. very so, cool. So I, I think Summers Point has been the most, to me, has been a little bit hotter than any other town, let's say, offshore. Um, but, you know, Cape May County, Margate, you know, th- there's so many shore towns that have been even uh, still on fire. But I think today, the, you know, the, compared to a year ago, a little less. So. I've been talking about Summers Point. I've been talking Summers Point up. Uh, a long, long time ago, we were property owners in Summers Point. I liked it then. Uh, it's it's on the move. It's, Summers it's, Point's got their mojo, and there's something really good going on in that community. I have an expression. I think I coined it. I may not have, but I've never heard anybody else talk about it. Summers Point isn't Ocean City. Summers Point isn't Northfield. Uh, Egg Harbor Township isn't Northfield. Northfield isn't Linwood. Margate isn't Ventnor. Yeah. Margate isn't Longport. You know, I, I believe I, I know that sounds cliche almost, but I really believe that they all have their own just flavor, don't they? They do. They all have their own features and um, price points, you know, and, and that's what we're talking about for the most part. But to me, I, I just Summers Point has this crazier demand than these other towns because it's a little bit closer to Ocean City. You know, it has these restaurants. You can walk to the bars. Um, it has just this, this, this scene, you know, and, and, and Linwood, Northfield, EHT, they don't yeah. have that kind of scene like that. Um, we, we, 28 years ago, we made it, I guess it's closer to 29 now, we made a decision that we were going to leave Ventnor right. with a heavy heart because I had lived in Ventnor for most of all my life, Atlantic City and Ventnor. But we decided that we couldn't get what we wanted in Ventnor. Honestly, to be honest, Ventnor was changing and not for the better, but Ventnor turned it around. Sure. Tremendously. Right that, that was going to be my next thing. Vent, Ventnor right now is so I, hot. I, I totally agree. And Ventnor really turned it around big time. People really started reinvesting in their properties and you had teardowns and all kinds of very, very exciting things. We looked at Egg Harbor Township, Linwood, Northfield. 
and Summers Point again. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking Summers Point not as much, but it was in the in the conversation. We could have bought. We were very fortunate. We could have qualified, and we could have bought in any of them. But I thought about everything from schools to taxes to the amount of land that you would get. Sure. And we opted for Egg Harbor Township because we could get more house, more land, right. swimming pool. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that in Linwood. Sure. And we wouldn't have been able to. You can do. We wouldn't have been able to. You got. You, you just have to know, right. you know your limitations. So we looked everywhere, and then we opted on Egg Harbor Township. But I will say this, and not in a bad way. Egg Harbor Township isn't the same 30 years later as it was when we moved there. Sure. It was much more rural. Uh, totally different. It, it's, oh, my God. And you look at um, what went on. The Pinelands legislation should be destroyed. <laughs> uh, they, they designated Egg Harbor Township, Hamilton Township, and Galloway Township for ruination. They socked so much density on these communities. For my first... 15 or 20 years in Egg Harbor Township, we had the, the equivalent of a K through 8th grade school pop up every year. How it's, do you sustain that? It's it's crazy, Harry. Like, again, and Margate I, was losing kids. Remember, right. they, they overbuilt. They're now using one of their schools as like town mm-hmm. hall or city hall. <laughs> I mean, they overbuilt. They were losing children. Right. They thought they were going to go the other direction. Well, we really did. It went bananas. And I think that's part of the, you know, the casinos coming in yeah. also. And, 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 and the jobs, you know, were, you know, a lot of paying jobs were for EHT. And there was all that they needed all these houses out there. I mean, it's landing in Galloway. But um, at the same time, um, you know, it's the same. Hey, by issue. the way, speaking of uh, Summers Point, Richard DePamphilis is the birthday boy today. Oh. The former mayor of Linwood, He's councilman a- in Summers Point. Uh, happy birthday, Mayor! Happy birthday to Rich DePampless. Absolutely, he's a, he's like family to me. He, so he's a good man. He he absolutely. I've known Rick since like I said, since I was probably six years old. I would guess. And um, Chief, he's a great person, great family. I, nothing but great things to say about everybody over yeah. there, the DePampless family. So let's uh, go to our halftime break. We're going to be right back. Sounds he's, good. He's Jim Alamut. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, ninety five point five. All because of you, South Jersey's. Number one news talk radio station. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 33 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A petition has been formed. I, I think a lot of people didn't know this. You will now. Uh, go to the app. Go to the website. This addresses a longtime HVAC problem at an Atlantic City school. It's going on for years. It's absolutely a disgrace. Uh, more news. They were even willing to, to do things themselves, and they, 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 they can't get approvals. More news about an Atlantic City pub that's closing after more than 30 years. Check that out. And Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds and his team led a... From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This is about as perfect of a forecast as you'll ever hear here in South Jersey as our next chance of rain is really nowhere in sight. Lots of sunshine today with a high of 82. Clear tonight, rather comfortable with a low of 60. And then more sunshine with low humidity tomorrow and Friday. Highs either side of 80. And our sunny and dry weather will continue through the upcoming weekend. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. 
early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you, great one. Hurley in the morning with Jim Malamut for all of your mortgage needs, 609-646-5555. If I've inspired you to give Jim and the Malamut team a call, please remember to tell them that, and I thank you in advance and appreciate you for it. Uh, John Walters is going to join us next, so we're talking forward mortgage world here uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll, we'll flip it. Uh, we'll be talking reverse mortgages. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages coming up in about 20 minutes or so. So don't miss that as well. Uh, obviously, a lot going on in John's world as well. I think there's going to be a lot of people. Jim, I won't won't spend much time on your show talking about this, but a lot of people taking up John Walters on the reverse mortgage because this economy is this is a problem right now. It makes sense, you know, if you have the equity and you yeah. can't afford your more and you can't afford the payments, or you want to have, you know, that. You know, it works. You so. have no payment at that point. Exactly. You know, you change your life. So it definitely makes sense, especially in the last two years. Yeah. You know, values have doubled some places. So, um, you know, if, if you if end of the day, if you want to stay in the house and you don't want a mortgage payment, the reverse mortgage is a great program. Um, but obviously, we don't do those. So yeah. I. Uh, don't have as much to comment on it. Yeah, yeah, but, but I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate um, But I do think they're, you know, at the same time, it's just, that's where things are today. Unfortunately, rates are up, and um, they're not going down anytime soon, that's for sure. But from a supply standpoint, it's tighter than a tick. It's very tight, you know, everywhere. Rentals, um, purchasing, you know, kind of circle back. It just, it, there's not anything out there. Was that and, the pandemic yeah. that people from New York and Pennsylvania they bought here because well, plus we, the, we never had a problem with supply before. I don't even think it was that. I think it's the forbearances. You know, you you, okay. you, you gave everybody six months to a year where they didn't have to make their payments. And right. during that time, values went up. So it's like, okay, well, why am I going to leave? So now, you know, you had reason to stay. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's that, that. I think that was the biggest cause of it. You know, there, people were also not didn't have to pay their rent. So you, you, there's See, I thought we had migration, but you think it's something. Well, I think to, there was some. I mean, here, yeah, you know, yeah. here, here you saw that. But I think nationally. Oh, yeah. Know? I'm only talking about here. Oh, it, here. Yeah, you definitely saw that. But I, I think at the same time, you know, nationally, there's there's a supply problem everywhere. And I think that's more yeah. because of these forbearances, yeah. because you, you gave people the option not to have to pay their rent. And then they weren't going anywhere. And there's just been like this. Lock, you know, I won't call it a lockdown, but there's not a lot of migration in housing at this point because people either did it when it was 3%, you know, in the last two years, um, and, and now it's just tougher to do. I think this is what I'm about to say uh, has merit. You can dismiss it, and please correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I remember when we bought, and I wasn't crazy about 8.5%, but I understood that was the time. Sure. In that era, that was the, you know, with preferred credit that's what you were going to get and i remember from the very beginning uh your dad saying though but he said but don't worry about it though because rates go up rates go down we'll, we're going to be refining we'll, we'll be refinancing this over years he said you're not going anywhere and he was right we've been there for almost 30 years now and we did refi at least two times i think it was three actually it was three uh because i remember we went from eight and a half to six and then we went from six to something else, and then from that to four. So we at least three with your team, Jim. And if you need a home, you need your home. And you just over the course of time 
will make adjustments. Right. Rates are not that I don't know that we're ever going to go to something ever again. Remember I said that a long time ago. We, yeah. we don't know. But it's not going to always be six. Absolutely. And the, the new phrase is, is you marry the house and you date the rate. I like okay? that. Because you can always lower like the rate that. later um, if, if rates do come down. Yeah. And as long as you can afford the payment, you know, then, then hopefully it'll be cheaper down the road. Right. You know it's never going to get worse than that. Exactly. It can only get better than that. Hopefully. So, um, you know, it, it's end of the day, it's kind of circling back to what we were talking about before. It's still a need-based thing. You know, it's either you're going to go rent somewhere and the prices are astronomical, or you're going to go buy somewhere, or you're going to keep living on mom's couch. Or, you know, and that's just kind of how things work. I think buying is going to become the big choice going forward with rents being what they are. I mean, it was always one thing if you don't want the responsibility of if appliances go down or the HVAC goes down or all these different things that, that as an owner, you would be responsible for, but when you're renting for substantially more than it would cost to own, it stops making sense. Absolutely. So, you know, most of these renters want to be buyers. They just can't for some reason. Right. Um, and, you know, I, so I, I still believe in housing. I, w- yeah. I would still buy a house now. Um, it's just a little bit more expensive, unfortunately, yeah. and there's not a lot out there. So it's a difficult market still for a buyer. Do you think we hit a point in time, if this continues, where escalating rates would bring the, the price down so that there would be savings on you would be paying less? Or do you think because of supply? I think the rates make it just, uh, unfortunately. Just more expensive. Yeah. The yeah, flip because, side would usually be true, though. Absolutely. Well, so, Harry, quick If we numbers. had supply and demand, the the property values would be going down right now. So just, I'm saying, so quick numbers, I said for a $300,000 house, you know, is $150 or $140 more for a three quarters of a percent increase. And every 5000 you borrow changes the payment about 25 bucks a month. So, you know, in, in my opinion, that the three quarters of percent increase has more of an effect than the values coming down. Because it would take Because it's spread substantial. over so long. Exactly. And the rate hits you Right between the eyes, yeah. every so I, month. So it's I a good think point. that you know it has more of an effect, unfortunately. But um, like I said, we're, we're still busy. We're, we closed forty-five loans last month. We're going to close probably thirty-five loans this month, is my guess. Um, I'm I'm still getting tons of calls for new buyers, even at rates at six point one two five percent. I got probably five contracts in the last two days. So it's not like things are slow. It's well, just... historically, these are not terrible rates. No. We're, we've just been spoiled. Exactly. So for that's, a period so that's, of time. So that's why I want people, because like, you know, everybody, I, I get the same kind of, you know, is it a bubble? Is, is the market about to be a bubble? No. You know, is, we're, not, we're not in a bubble. We're not about to see some huge declines. You know, is a small decline healthy and okay? Yeah. Like it, the market can't go up forever. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the housing market isn't like the stock market. There's no, you know, um, number. Number the target you know, that we follow every day. Okay, or the Dow is at this. You know, the housing market isn't at this, yeah. this number today. But if it was, it's more fungible. You would exactly. Call it. Yeah. So, so, so it, but if it was, it's not at the peak. You know, the peak was maybe two, three months ago. Let's say we're we're down a little bit off the peak. But at the same time, I would still be a buyer long term, just like I would be a buyer of the stock market long term, because you know I'm thirty. I'm, I'm 39 years old now, Harry. I'm, I'm, I'll be 40 years old in six Woo. months. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to be alive for the next 30, 40 years. And these kinds of things over 30, 40 years, they're going to go up. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't try to time it. Chuck will tell you, Chuck, how to come here and tell you. You can't time these things up perfectly. And, no. 
you know, it has to be, it's more of a need thing. You yeah, you can't need even to live begin somewhere. to time the market. You can't. You so can't. You, you need to live somewhere. You can try to time the rates. You can try to time the values and think you might get it. But it, going back five years, you, you would be wrong for the last five years if you were going to wait it out. But so, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to go to the last break, but I'm going to remember this for a long time. You marry the house, you date the rate. Exactly. I love that. Yep. It makes so much sense. We're going to be right back for all of your mortgage needs. Jim Malamut, the Malamut team at Green Tree Mortgage, 609-646-5555 with Jim. I'm Harry. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It is approaching 55 minutes past the hour. We will now go to the the philanthropy <laughs> side of Jim Malamut. Well, you know, it, it, October's coming up in two, three weeks here, and I just wanted to shout out um, the cancer support community at Gilda's Club here in uh, Linwood um, because there's a lot of third-party events that um, we get donations from, and, you know, there's a lot of people probably thinking, you know, we're going to do something in October. We want to raise money for cancer. Where should we give that money to? And, you know, we're, we're here with open hands and we have a lot of wristbands to give out. We'll come to your event and, and promote the, our charity and help that, you know, what we're doing over at Gilda's Club and Cancer Support Community. Um, and it's, it's a great charity. My grandmom was a, one of the founders and uh, means a lot to me. I'm glad that you do that. And you and I have a um, thing we do every year right, together. Right, donation, yep. Which is great. We swap so, donations, and it's beautiful. Yep, and they're giving me an award for some reason. I don't well, know why. but You've done a lot I, of hard I, work. I don't feel like I do, but I, I appreciate that them thinking of me. And, um, you know, I told them I'd accept it because only because I'll pr- help promote the charity. And I help I raise money. Exactly. Otherwise, I really don't think I deserve it. I, I really don't want the award, but I, I'm, I'm doing it for the charity, and I'll take the award, and I'll give a nice little speech, hopefully. Congratulations. Hope I won't cry too much. <laughs> but you think about it. I mean, that's an organization that literally saves lives. They do. I mean, honestly, except being a part of it, they – it's really rewarding. Um, you know, the people there, they just, uh, you know, my, my, my best example is I have a neighbor who her sister had cancer and she didn't know where to go. And all of a sudden she just walked in the Gilda's Club because she didn't know where else to go. And she just described it as like a life-changing moment for her. And um, they you know, just and, show you support right from the get-go, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when you need it the most. When you need it the most. And that's really what it comes down to to me because, like, I've, I've, I've seen enough situations where – People get cancer. Their family members are just just crushed, and then they don't know what to do. So this is why we have the, the charity. We, um, as you know, we we've been writing grants to Gildas for many many years because of what you're talking about. Uh, they're, they're a life changing organization, and uh, cancer, as you know, is very expensive business. Sure. Very much so. And uh, unfortunately, it ruins people. It's taken a back burner, I'd say, in the last couple of years of COVID. So, yeah. um, you know, that's why I just wanted to make sure I promote it a little bit and get it out there because it's still cancer is not going anywhere. It's a really good point you raise. A lot of charities were unable to do what they typically do to raise money. Sure. So the need, the need didn't get any less. The need got greater. Uh, but yet events that people used to be able to do, they weren't able to do. We were very fortunate. Um we really didn't miss. We we moved our – we couldn't do our charity dinner in April. We wound up moving it to October, and we've kept it in October, uh, which it's coming – and you'll be there. Yep, sure. Uh, you and your lovely Jeff bride. Jeff Andrew. Yeah, it's going to be a great night, uh, Friday, October 7th, 
uh, at Resorts Casino Hotel. And we're filling in very, very nicely. If you want to be a part of it, reach out to me, uh, and we can uh, we can certainly make you a part of it as well. Harry Hurley at AOL.com, and I'll get back to you. But I think right now we have about 22 to 23 tables, uh, and which is what I kind of want to have. Sure. And, and it's going to be it's a, a great real, event always. It, so. it, 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 and we appreciate your support a lot, and that's what enables us to write the Gilda's grant that we do and all the other things that we do. Absolutely. So it all, you know, circles back. Yep. So we appreciate it. And like I said, the Gilda's Club's open to anybody who wants to help in the next month with uh, breast cancer. Final minute closing comment. Whew. Um, they kind of said, Harry, before it's just housing. It's still, I'm, I'm not, if you listen to the whole hour, I don't want you to think I'm negative on housing. You know, I mean, I just try to give an honest assessment of where things are this second. Um, I would still be a buyer. I just, you know, it's just more expensive, unfortunately, due to the interest rates. You know, you're going to pay more today than you would have eight months ago. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to look back 20 years from now, you're going to say, man, I, I'm glad I bought that house. So that's my example. You know, 17 years ago, I bought a house in Mays Landing. It was close to the peak of the market. 17 years later, I'm, I'm still up $50,000 in equity, you know, compared to what I bought it for. So it's fantastic. You know, and, and that's that's what it's all about. You the know, great Bill Malamut. Exactly. Said you got to do it, son. Told me I had to do it. And, and, and think about it, you know, there's no better way to leverage your money than buying a house. You know, you can't get those kind of returns in the stock market um, the way you can in housing, in my opinion. So that's. I, uh, I mean, I know that things go up and they, they go down, but somebody tell me an example where you've been in your home for a certain period of time. And it's not worth more than when you bought it. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm just I, not aware of that ever happening. And I really. bought it the worst time. And I'm right. still up $50,000 17 years yeah. later. So, you know, and, and I've gained equity paying it down too. So, you know, end of the day, I'm still a big believer in housing. Always enjoy our hour together. Thank you, Harry. Great to be here. You too, my friend. Jim Go Tom Brady. <laughs> I, love, no, I love Tom Brady too. 609-646-5555. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Well, that's simple because John Walters is here. Town Square Media in Northfield. It's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, well, this is just perfect because you might think we know what we're doing around here. We had a great discussion with Jim Malamut about the forward mortgage world. And I suspect, and we'll see if, if John agrees with me, the current environment is, is in my estimation, better in for the reverse mortgage world than it is for the forward mortgage world. And I think that's, I, I think that's just truth self-evident uh, because there will be a greater need. Uh, there's no payments that have to be made unless you want to make payments. So of course, by definition, I think that statement is defendable and accurate. The focus of John's program today is a discussion about reverse mortgage strategies and solutions to educate the listening audience about this unique financial product that's designed for folks of retirement or near retirement age to start thinking about it, but of retirement age to strengthen your current financial situation. Uh, and John's got a lot of important content and a great guest in the second half of the program. Let's welcome John to his program. Hey, John. 
Why, Harry, good morning, and uh, thanks very much for the intro. And as I emailed you, I just realized this is my first anniversary on the show, not knowing what to expect, and here it is a year later. Happy anniversary, my brother. Uh, so, so happy, and I think you'll agree it's been a fast year. It's been an unbelievable year and an unbelievable experience, especially a learning experience for me working with you. Uh, during this particular show, and I uh, want to say thank you for that. Thank you back in return, my friend. Let me ask you, uh, this is off the topic, and I know you have a lot of ground that you want to cover, and, of course, you have Bob joining you, and you'll introduce him after the halftime break. Uh, so I don't want to take too much time away from the um, the incredibly important content that you have, but what did you think of my statement? I believe in the current environment where inflation is really becoming a significant problem. I mean, we, we are seeing things that take us back to the late 70s. Uh, the reverse mortgage becomes even more important, doesn't it, John? No, there's no question about it. And I, I share with people, let me begin with what a reverse mortgage is, is which allows you to access a portion of the equity in your property. And during these uh, times of rising interest rates, one of the questions and one of the things I was going to share with you, Harry, is the question was, how do rates affect reverse mortgages? Well, it does affect us, but it affects us differently than the forward world. Uh, uh, in the reverse world, what happens is as rates go up, there's less in proceeds to the borrower. So what we're saying is, is that when the rates were much lower, people got more money. As rates go up, they get less money. And if they continue, it's less and less. But the availability of those particular funds are critical now because what we're finding out is that people are basically trying, one, with the interest rates, what's going on with inflation, what's occurring, the price of goods and services. Uh, and what happens is we're trying to figure out where do we pick up uh, where do, where can we get some funds to try to help us out in this particular uh, time? This, 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 you know, financial, I don't want to say crisis, but this financial situation that we're currently in. And, and listen, I mean, in some cases it is a crisis. We have Americans right now that are making tough decisions like how much food can I get and still be able to put gas in the gasoline tank of the car. Uh, it's a, it is a challenging time, and I think it does open up uh, a lot more folks that might not have gone the route of a reverse mortgage uh, to consider it. John, does any of this affect the rate of return in terms of the line of credit? I mean, we, we've talked about, and I've learned from you uh, very, very well, that the best time to do this is when you don't need it, because you can get it going, you can set up you know, uh, your line of credit, whatever you want to call it, uh, funds, ready to go does the changing rate environment positively affect that that rate that you receive with the money that you have let's just say on deposit excellent question one of one of the features with the reverse mortgage uh is what we call the line of credit which is similar to a line of credit that sits in the bank but what's really monumentally important about the reverse mortgage is there is a growth feature. 
which means that whatever funds are in your line of credit will grow on a monthly basis. And I must make sure you understand when we talk about a growth feature, I'm not talking about interest rate. I'm talking about additional borrowing power. So as a matter of fact, right now, Harry, the growth feature on the loan that I'm doing is at 6.20%, which has increased dramatically in the last couple of months. So uh, that's a very good point, and I was going to talk about that today in reference to uh, one of the questions that I was asked. But, yes, the, the line of credit, be able to have that line of credit and allow that to grow over a period of time. And the more and the great thing, one of the things that, uh, that try to, to simplify this, your loan balance with the reverse mortgage, whatever you're being charged, is exactly the amount that the line of credit is growing. So if you have a 4% interest on one side, as far as uh, uh, what's due on the loan, the line of credit is growing on the other side. Got it. Uh, so there's that. And and that works that works along in a and uh, in, in tandem, so to speak. So that works out really great. But your question is excellent because it leads into a couple of things that I wanted to share with the audience. Today. Okay, and hold that for right after the break. We'll go to the first break now. John will continue on the train of thought that he's on, and I know he's going to also introduce in the next segment uh, a great case involving a husband and a wife who are both seventy years of age and their particular situation. And I believe it will be very relatable to many of John's listeners. With John Walters, this is John Walters and all about reverse mortgages with yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. It's 17 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Tell a friend. We are a small part of South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Tell a friend. And we appreciate you listening when you can. And also, uh, please be a part of our digital content as well on the app, which is very simple to download on your smartphone. The app is safe. It's free. Uh, By the time you go to your app store or the Android marketplace and just type in WPG, by the time you put TA, it's going to pop right up. Uh, Download it, have it there, and then, of course, you'll have access to all of the digital content as well as uh, all of the podcasts as well. So it's really good to have. And I know a lot of people also go – most people use their cell phones, but a lot of people do use – different digital devices, you can use WPGTalkRadio.com and all the content is there on every page of the website is a Listen Live button. So on the app, it's really simple. You just click on Listen Live and away you go. And then it has the phone number of every show that you're listening to in real time. So you have all of that. And if you make a call, it'll actually silence the audio. You make your call and you hang up with the host and then you go right back uh, to listening to the program. It, it just has a great feature uh, that makes it very user-friendly in that way. And again, on every page of the website, uh, I believe upper right side-ish would be a red, uh, impossible to miss uh, hyperlink, and it will say listen live. So no matter where you are on any part of the digital platform side 
of WPG Talk Radio 95.5 or WPGTalkRadio.com. It's very user-friendly. So we appreciate you participating on air and also on the digital platform side. We continue with John Walters, all all about reverse mortgages. And, John, you were about to say, so I turn it back to you. Time is yours. Thank you very much. Yeah, a couple of things, Harry. I, uh, before I get to uh, one of the questions that uh, I was asked, I wanted to bring up your talk, topic about uh, paying off a forward mortgage and refinancing with a reverse mortgage. And one of the, one of the uh, questions that I had is now with the market the way that it is, with the interest rates that are going up, why would I want to refinance my forward mortgage into reverse mortgage? Well, what happens is we also have to understand that the cost of goods and services are going up. So depending on your cash flow, if you find out that you are uh, limited with your cash flow or you're trying to increase your cash flow, uh, what we find out is by paying off that forward mortgage. And I do an example here. I'm showing uh, somebody that, let's say, has a five years left on their mortgage. They're 60-some years of age, they have five years left in their mortgage. Their principal and interest is $1,200 a month. So over 60 payments or at the end of 60 payments, that's $72,000. Now, let's just say for the sake of discussion, that's all they were doing. They got the reverse mortgage. They uh, paid off the forward mortgage, which is what we do. And now what happens is they immediately... They immediately increased their cash flow by $1,200 a month. All right. Now, uh, within, that, within that particular figure, there are several things that people will ask me. As an example, they'll say, well, I want to pay off my mortgage. I can still do that. And when you decide that if you want to continue making payments, that $1,200 payment that you're going to reduce your balance on your reverse mortgage increases your line of credit each month. So your line of credit is going to grow by $1,200 or more because of the way the interest uh, works on that particular loan. And now what happens is you are starting to build this uh, emergency fund or, or, you know, whatever you want to use down the road. And you've eliminated that forward mortgage for the rest of your life. Correct. So what we have, we have people uh, across the board, Harry, believe it or not. We have people that say, you know, I don't want to make a payment. You don't have to. Right. I have other people say, you know, I want I, I, I want to make those monthly. John, you would know better than I. But just just as a lay person with a little bit of, you know, knowledge about w- what goes on here, uh, I, I would imagine that most people do not make a payment. Is that true? I uh, I would say ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, the reason I mean the reason I just felt comfortable saying that you know you're not I'm not a lawyer so they they say don't ask the, a question you don't know the answer to but if you have an option of you can make a payment or you do not have to make a payment I mean uh, you know Captain Obvious reporting for duty red blazer and all except I don't wear a beard uh, or the hat you know that most people are going to choose not to make the payment. You tell me I don't have to make a payment, I'm not going to make a payment. However, if I sat down with you, John, and you said, but if you do make a payment, that this is the benefit because of what you're doing, it's a good conversation to have. Correct. 
And and if we and I I I actually put some numbers together uh, on a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, uh, a sixty six year old couple, and if their line of credit started at one hundred and twenty two thousand, ten years later that line of credit would be at three hundred excuse me two hundred and twelve thousand, and twenty years down the road at four hundred and five thousand. Wow. My point being is this: the line of credit is something that you don't have to use, but it, it's there. It's, it's, it can be set up down the road. Now, so, for example, if the roof went and you didn't have, you know, $25,000 to do a new roof, you're, you're covered. You've, you've, got, you've got what you need. This can take a lot of heat off people, a lot of stress, can it? And, and take off stress. And if we use that example that you just used, Harry, uh, if that roof was $25,000 and you used the funds out of the reverse mortgage, the other great thing about it is you're not affecting the disposable income that you would have to use or put it on your credit card yes. in order to pay for that roof. And the biggest, I, I noticed when we talk about emergency funds and when I talk with borrowers, usually the reason that they're speaking with me is that there was an emergency that occurred, one of the big reasons. And they didn't have the cash to pay for it. Right. And uh, and when we look at this line of credit, first of all, it's your home, it's your equity, it's you're in control, and you can choose when or if you want to use it or not. And the great thing about it is you never need to requalify for it. So you could be 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. My oldest borrower, as I, as I told you in the past, has been 102. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, age has nothing to do with it. And the amount of income, because a lot of times my borrowers can qualify strictly off what we call asset dissipation, which means you qualify for X amount of dollars. We take those amount of funds divided by your life expectancy, and they say, okay, what we can do is we can calculate you have these X amount of funds. So there's a lot of creativity in the approval process. If you have credit issues and things like that, what we do is that we have options. Um, so the, the great thing is to work through that process. So, so if you're a homeowner, if you're over the age of 60 and 62, because we have two different programs, and you have specific uh, uh, things that you're trying to accomplish or do, or you are in dire need. And what I mean by dire need, some people basically are out of money, are in bankruptcy. Yes, we can do reverse mortgage when people are in bankruptcy or out of bankruptcy. Uh, Of course, there's some caveats to it, but uh, I've done several bankruptcies. Chapter 13, uh, as long as they've made six payments and it's been on time, uh, it doesn't affect the qualification process. So a little bit different than the forward world. So I think what's important here that I'm just trying to stress, Harry, as I do each week, is try to bring some different features, different points, uh, because everybody's in a different situation. Uh, But what I'm really, really excited about this product is what it can do for people of retirement age, because we are extremely limited. And I say we because I'm part of that generation, Mm -hmm. is that what what I find that's most important is to be able to leverage what you have, which is your home, 
and to be able to look at that as an asset that you can move those funds to address what your needs are. So we're not looking at a, uh, you know, the majority of people misunderstand the reverse mortgage because it's a financial product. Most people don't understand finances or stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And I understand that. So it's important to be educated about this. But what I can do, just to let you know, it's really, it's really, really simple. If you have a scenario, I only need to know the value of your property, what your mortgage is or what needs to be paid off, and the age of the youngest borrower. Three things. And I can put something together for discussion. So I'm just throwing that out there. Harry, any thoughts on that? Strong. That's my first thought. Very, very strong. Number one, you lose the mortgage payment, which is life-changing by itself. Now what you used to spend on the mortgage, you can do something else with, whatever that is. That could be spoiling yourself, vacationing, uh, spoiling your kids and grandkids, uh, putting it aside, uh, paying off other debt that you might have, and then improving your financial situation that way. Uh, so I'm just such a believer in the product. I always have been because it's the kind of program that whether there's something you want to do upfront or if you want to just have a certain amount of money every month that's available to you, that it's there. Uh, I think it's a very, uh, great example that you just shared, John. It's very appealing. Well, and I, yes. And, and the other thing is Harry and, and, and I present usually when I, I, go face to face and I'm meeting with people and I go to their homes. I, I go in and we sit down on the table and we talk and I, I share with them because this is what I like. If I'm going out to buy something, I share with them that I'm here to share information, answer their questions. Then what I would like to do is I'm going to stay for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'm going to leave everything with you. And then what I would like you to do is come up with your questions and then we can talk again if you want to take the next step. Yeah. So when you mentioned it all the time, uh, I like to have uh, a very, I, first of all, being in education, I like to have a very user-friendly type of communication in the sense of trying to understand this program. I don't go into, and you mentioned this all the time, I don't sell the program. I educate people. Then we sit down to find out what is it's, what is this program about? How can it help me or can help me? What are the costs? What are the benefits? But at the end of the day, what happens is they'll come and say, you know what? I'm interested. I want to do this. Or, you know what? I don't think it's the best fit for me. That's fine. It's like anything else. And I, and I, and I, I even like leaving those situations because. And by the way, sometimes that's only for the moment. Because down the road at some later date, many times you'll hear from someone and it really turns into not ready now, uh, but could very well be ready at a later date. I, I will share something. I met with a borrower yesterday that I did their reverse mortgage 11 years ago. Uh, they had, they're in their mid 80s and it turns out that they had their balance on that they have a, a high end home. Uh, the reverse mortgage is, I don't know, $400,000 balance, and they wanted to know if we can refinance this. So now their home's worth one point five, 
and they can get an additional couple hundred thousand. Yeah, and my discussion with them, yeah, my discussion with them uh, was they said, John, you know, I raised my kids. They're out of college. They're doing well. And I want to be able to, I can tap into my own home, take my wife and I can take care of ourselves and I don't have to go to my kids. And I, and that's, that's a big part of our discussion also. Yeah. I um, love it. John, it's 31 minutes past the hour. Let's get the break in. So we're on time for your guest who will be arriving in about four minutes. We'll be right back. And when we come back, John will introduce and actually uh, reintroduce because he's been terrific. Uh, on the appearances that he's been here with John in the past. John will introduce Robert Parker, and John and Bob have great on-air chemistry together, and we'll continue with John Walters and all about reverse mortgages in just a few minutes. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back at 37 minutes past the hour. John Walters continues his uh, very important discussion monthly all about reverse mortgages. You can reach John by email. He's terrific at getting back to you. Jay Walters, just as it sounds, nothing complicated at all. Jay Walters at reversefunding.com, or you can call 609-231-4924. John, your distinguished guest is here, and uh, please do the honors of introducing him. Why, thank you. Um, I would like to introduce a very good friend of mine by the name of Bob Parker, or Robert. I call them both. Uh, They started uh, together in reverse mortgage with the same company about 12 years ago, even though we might have been doing it longer, but he and I have been together. And he's formerly from New Jersey, and he now lives down south. And it turns out that we work for reverse mortgage funding together, and it turns out that we're on the same team, and we are in constant contact with each other in reference to reverse mortgages, problems, features, solutions, and uh, in doing this show, Robert's been on prior, and he's excellent at explaining things, and he's an alumnus of uh, Clemson, a little bit better college than mine, but uh, we'll <laughs> let leave it at that. Uh, but but uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was I said to Bob, I, I talked to Bob this week, and I said, Bob, would you like to come on the show this week? We're going to talk about the five Ds. And he says, five Ds? What's the five Ds? Well, I can't tell you until later. So what we're going to be talking about today, what we realize is as we get older and as we age, things happen very quickly. There are different events that occurs in our life. And it turns out this particular reverse mortgage program is dealing with people of retirement age And we're confronted with certain events in our lives. And we're going to be talking about five events uh, that occur that can have a drastic impact on the financial situation of any given family. And how the reverse mortgage, and I want you to listen to this, Harry, the five P's, prior preparation prevents poor performance by putting the reverse mortgage in place early and having it there for when one of these events occur. 
So, Robert, I'd like to introduce you to the show. I'm welcoming you back. And what we're going to do is uh, I'll bring up the first event, and I thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit and give our insight on it. That sounds great, uh, John. Good morning, John, and good morning, Harry. Uh, b before we get into this, I want to mention that I went to the WPG website this morning, and Harry, what a fine-looking Irishman you are. Oh, well, thank uh, you, Robert. I invite all the listeners <laughs> to... Uh, and by the way, thank my dentist, Dr. Alan Chenman, for those pearly white teeth. There's no editing done on that photo. They are. They are very good very good advertising. Now the, um, the the five Ds, John. Thanks for forwarding that on to me uh, late uh, yesterday afternoon, um, because these are indeed um, the five Ds that we face. Um, uh, as, as we get older, that is for sure. Um, debt, divorce, Ooh. disability, Ooh. disaster, uh, and debt. Ugh. So, um, and unfortunately, this is, um, you know, it's, that's, that's what occurs. And, you know, you know, personal, I mean, it's, um, you know, two weeks ago, a, a contractor tells me, uh, repair to the loop's only going to cost about $2,500. And I said, well, that's. Uh, and then when he shows up to uh, get paid, and I understand there was a few things actually that needed to be done, but uh, it ended up being uh, forty-two fifty. Wow! Um, so there, here we here we start taking a look at all five, all five of these D's. Um, you know, hey, but, uh, Robert, on that occasion, the first number wasn't the last number. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. No. And then that, hey, Robert, that's what occurs. Right. Robert, yeah, let's do this. I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to take the first one, which is debt. And when we talk mm -hmm. about debt, as we know, it has a dramatic impact, especially for people of retirement age. Now, one of the b biggest debts that I see uh, is credit card debt. And we can mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. And let me just share about credit card debt that I don't know if people know what the average interest rate is on credit cards. Uh, I know it's 15% or higher on an average basis. Uh, well, that is creating a tremendous issue for people. So maybe you can share, Robert, how the reverse mortgage can be used on something as simple as credit card debt or any other kind of debt. Well, you know, to give you an example here, the uh, the roofing contractor, um, you know, you know, do I want to go ahead and put forty two fifty on my credit card at fifteen percent, or do I want to use my line of credit, my reverse mortgage line of credit, um, which is about five percent? Okay, um, right. You know, that that's not even a close call, is it? Simple answer to that. Yeah. No. Not no. even close. Um, but if you don't have that flexibility, if you don't have that as an option, then that's what you're left with. And as we know, in the current environment, those rates are going up, up, up. That is, that is, that is correct. That is correct. And, of course, the situation Robert? is, um, you know, you have a limited line, too. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and talking about, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking about your roof, and we're talking about let's say let's use it. Let's call it 
called the term emergency cash. And what's interesting, I remember, and Harry, you might when you worked at the bank, but I mean, I worked, um, I worked for a lending institution as well. If people want to borrow money, okay, let's say there's an emergency, just like Robert has a problem with his roof, all right? You either have the cash to pay for it, or you might have the assets or the liquidity to pay for it. But let's talk about the people that may not have the cash or the ability to pay for it. What are your options? Well, if you're not a homeowner, then you have to go out and get a consumer loan. And consumer loans basically means that you're going to sign uh, and qualify in order to get X amount of dollars, which is can be difficult in today's world, especially with rising interest rates. And the other option is basically that we can do is we can do a home equity loan from the bank, similar to what we have with the reverse mortgage. We can get a HELOC, which is basically uh, a floating line. Or we can get a reverse mortgage. So, uh, Robert, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, why one would be in preference to another. Why would somebody get a HELOC and not get a reverse mortgage? Or why would a reverse mortgage might be a better option than a HELOC? And it's a perfect time for a cliffhanger, men. We'll be right back. It's our final break. Then we'll be uninterrupted until Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the hour. So we have plenty of time. Gentlemen, as soon as we come back, you're listening to John Walters and his distinguished guest, Robert Parker, both experts in the reverse mortgage. And we'll continue right where we left off in just a few moments. I'm a huge college football fan. And, Robert, you you saw my photo and you called me out. So, uh, you know, I'm an Irish fan. And uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish that started the season so promisingly in the polls, now out of the top 20 in just two weeks. I don't even remember the last time Notre Dame has not been in the top 20. On the other hand, Robert's alma mater, Clemson, the Clemson Tigers, are fifth ranked in America. That's where Notre Dame was when it all started. We'll be back. Don't go away. Just going away for a little bit with John Walters all about reverse mortgage. I am respectfully yours early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station hi larry elder here i never really thought much about how aches and pains can reduce a person's quality of life until pain started keeping me from living my best life just a few years ago using the stairs was difficult because of the back pain Then I found Relief Factor, a 100% drug-free solution for aches and pains. Within a week, I was on my way back to being pain-free. Now I have my life back. I take Relief Factor every single day. Relief Factor can help your body fight the inflammation that causes joint and muscle pain and the other aches and pains that come with everyday life. Treat yourself to feeling better. Move more, live more, and just enjoy your life more with Relief Factor. Join me and more than a half a million others. Get started today with your three-week quick start for only $19.95. About 70% go on to order more because it worked for them. 
Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. Relieffactor.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. His distinguished guest, Robert Parker, uh, graduate of the mighty Clemson Tigers, fifth ranked in all of America at the moment. They're in it. I'm telling you, they're in it. Uh, they're happy, and I saw uh, a very unhappy Alabama head coach who actually said, I am supposed to smile and and leave the press conference and say goodbye. And he smiled, but he wasn't happy. Clemson looks happy. Uh, he doesn't look happy over there. Uh, it's not Happy Valley there. Uh, we left a cliffhanger. John, if you want to just quickly um, recast the comment that you made, the question that you posed to Robert, and then he'll take it from there. Yes. Yeah, Robert, we'll move through these pretty quick. Uh, but my last question for you is, when should somebody get a HELOC versus getting a line of credit? Or I should say a reverse mortgage and a HELOC. When when people are trying to borrow money, they're not sure which way to go. What's what's the criteria for that? Well, I you know, I, I think the number one attraction of the HELOC, uh, where it's available because it's becoming increasingly uh, scarcer um, as far as sources are concerned, uh, is taking a look at the upfront cost, the, uh, the, the closing cost. Um, and that's, and right. that's, the, uh, that's the attraction of the, uh, of the HELOC. And, um, but where the reverse mortgage is more along the lines of an investment and uh, does right. require an initial investment. Now, it doesn't necessarily require cash up front. Um, this is where you can start using your equity uh, that the reverse mortgage releases. But that is the, uh, that is the difference there as far as the attraction of the, um, uh, the, the HELOC is concerned. Of course, the negative part is that right. you don't know from month to month how much you're going to have to pay back because it's a variable rate loan and you're going to have to make monthly payments. And it's hard planning uh, for that when you're on a fixed income. And so that is the attraction uh, of going ahead and making an investment in a reverse mortgage. It gives you stability uh, and it gives you an opportunity to, as your five P's, it gives, gives you an opportunity to prepare, prepare, I should say. Right. Right. Now, let's let's move on to the second one, and I totally agree with you, but we're kind of short on time, so I want to make sure we can get these all in. Uh, with with the reverse mortgage, and I, I've done this a couple of times, uh, it was used for uh, a settle, a, actually a settlement in a divorce. Uh, we call it a gray divorce. Have you ever been involved with something like that? Or maybe you can share a little bit about it, or we can talk about it. I haven't been involved with it as far as uh, uh, making arrangements for the divorce and the property settlement, but right. I've been involved with it after the fact, uh, yeah. as opposed to prior. So, John, that you probably have a little more experience with that. Well, uh, I've actually had three occasions. And what we mean by a great divorce, uh, when people are of retirement age and, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but there are people that are still getting divorced in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
And um, as we know, if you're going to get divorced, there's a property settlement. And um, what we have found out working with elder law attorneys, the, uh, what, the, what is being used is the home. So um, if I use 50% as an example of what you can get out of a reverse mortgage, and as an example, a house is worth $300,000 and they qualify for 150 minus closing costs, uh, but we'll use 50%. The husband and wife, uh, usually one of them wants to remain in the home. And whoever remains in the home... But I get it. And, and, and you, you saying it... Uh, made quite an impression, but I, I did not have any direct experience with something like that, but I can see how. He passes on. Um, what we find out that, there, as you know, the, there's a lot of things that, that need to be dealt with. So, uh, Robert, let me ask you, in reference to disability or disaster, uh, if somebody puts a reverse mortgage and has a reverse mortgage in place, let's use this scenario, uh, how can it help them during these times, these stressful, negative times of their life? Well, John, I'm going to uh, I'm going to turn the the tables on you here, and I'm going to take a look at somebody who does not have a, a reverse mortgage at the present time, um, handling disability, disaster, or death, because uh, I have a good deal of experience with that. Um, you know, down here in the Atlanta area, there are two-story houses. We call them two-story box, excuse me, cob box houses. The bedrooms are all upstairs. On the Jersey Shore, you're going to have Cape Cods. We have a situation where, you know, one, the husband or the wife, either one of them have a stroke. They're unable to go up and down the stairs any longer. And this is where the reverse mortgage for purchase comes into play. It gives people an opportunity to purchase a more suitable dwelling, uh, a house with a bedroom on main, uh, when you have one of the couple has been suffered a disability, or you have a situation with a disaster. Um, it could be that, uh, you know, tidal flooding has become a problem there in some parts of the Jersey Shore, and, and people just need to relocate um, someplace else, or you have a situation with a, a death in the family. And the house is now just a little bit too large um, for one person, and it's not uh, it's not suitable uh, any longer. It could be that um, the spouse is unable to take care of the house, where she's missing her husband, who used to do all of the uh, all of the repairs around it. So it's uh, I see the reverse mortgage for purchase as being a, a great tool um, for handling disability, disaster, and death. Right. Um- I'd like just to take the last one for a moment because I've had a couple situations uh, in dealing with somebody when one of the borrowers passed away. And uh, as I shared with them from the very beginning, one of the spouses, when the other spouse passed away, knew absolutely nothing about life insurance, was not aware of the inner workings as far as paperwork was concerned. But what we were able to do with the with the uh, uh, reverse mortgage immediately access funds to be able to pay what needed to be paid until that other spouse got on uh, their feet so that they could pull the pieces together if the will needed to get done or probated, whatever it might be. So uh, the prior preparation prevents poor performance is to take this reverse mortgage, put it in place. You don't need it. 
But guess what? There's going to be a time down the road uh, that you're going to have some choices, options, or events uh, that you may need to access funds. And as I was sharing with you earlier, the great thing is you never need to requalify for it. So if you have a reverse mortgage at 62 and you don't touch it for 15 years, that reverse mortgage is in place. They don't use debt to income. You have a line of credit that's working. A lot of different features, options, and choices. And I think that that, uh, that plays a big part. Uh, anything else that you can think of, Robert, that we haven't touched in reference to debt, divorce, disability, disaster, and death? No, I think, John, that, you know, you covered it quite well when you talked about this is the way to plan. It's a tool for retirement income planning. And um, that is the most important message, I believe, that we communicate with our to our customers. In the three minutes that we have left, gentlemen, isn't it remarkable how financial planners that once looked kind of sideways at the reverse mortgage now are on board. It's part of the financial plan, part of the retirement plan. I mean, the thing has come, you know, full circle, hasn't it? It certainly has. Robert, um, you can take that. When you take a look at when when you um, when you take a look at the white papers that are coming out of our retirement um, uh, research institutions like Boston College, like Texas Tech, like the American University. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, uh, uh, white paper after white paper uh, is dispelling the myth that a reverse mortgage uh, is a tool of last resort. Um, all of them together have one thing in common, where they show the benefit of using a reverse mortgage uh, to plan, to plan ahead as opposed to react to a situation that's developed over time. One of the, I I obviously totally agree. And one of the uh, things that John talks about a lot, Bob, is get, get involved with it, look at it. And if you make the decision after hearing all about it, that it's right for you, do it before you need it. And, and there's also great strength in that, isn't there? Yes, there yeah. sure is. There uh, sure is. And that's the story. Yeah. One, yeah, one of the things, uh, uh, Harry, that you just mentioned, and uh, I like when you bring these uh, one-liners in or two-liners because, it, you know, you see that I get excited. But what happens is is that, I and, and Bob and I talked about this, how many times we've dealt with a borrower, and it was five, six, seven, eight years ago, and all of a sudden they say, I'm ready now. Uh, because uh, things lined up. And as we know, uh, and what's great with, with this particular program, is that you own a home and you're that 62, is that you have leverage. And, and, I, and, and that is what's vital to me, and I try to say to my kids all the time, you've got to leverage your position. If we're retired, if you say to yourself, you know what, things aren't working out, things don't look good, if you own a home and you have equity, you have leverage and you do have some choices and you can't do make some options. The only thing you have to do is look at it and see if it's going to benefit you to the point that you would want to do a reverse mortgage or something else. And uh, Robert, we have one minute for you to make a final comment. And then John, that'll leave about 30 seconds for you to close out the show. Go ahead, Bob. 
No, I don't have much more to add, uh, Harry. Um, okay. Appreciate the opportunity to be on the uh, on the show this morning, and um, uh, best to all my uh, New Jersey friends. You do a great job, Robert. Good to talk to you as always. And John, the music's playing us out. About thirty seconds. Close us out. Okay. Bob, I want to thank you for coming on. And actually, uh, believe it or not, I'm thinking about you in the future. And one of the things I want to talk about are some of the uh, academics that we talked about. If it's John Salter, Wade Fowl from the American College. Uh, what they say is adding a reverse mortgage to your financial plan, okay, strengthens your retirement. I want you to think about that. Okay, by adding a reverse mortgage to your retirement plan can strengthen your retirement. So I want to thank everybody, and I'll see you uh, in two weeks. Great show, John. To reach John, 609-231-4924. Email John at jwalters at reversefunding.com. Both John and Robert, have a great day, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. You know it. Be well. Brian Kilmeade is here.